there we go boom hello everybody griffin gaming here with the soul citizens another sunday and thank you guys for joining us again it is the last weekend in february two months down kimmy two months down into 2021 and uh we're gonna go into march and that also means we're getting ready to go into uh we're getting we're gonna wrap up the first quarter for cig so uh we got a lot of stuff to talk about in relation to that but again hello everybody good to have you guys with us and uh today we have a special guest with us um we have uh love machine who is joining us today um the there we go <laughs> We have love Thank you. Machine I didn't even have to ask. Thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, it's good to have you. It's, it's good to have you with us, LM. Uh, we really appreciate you visiting. And uh, beyond that, we have uh, with Mr. Kimmy65. The man is here today with us again. Thank and you. last but not least, the man, the ambassador. What is it? What is it called? The Black Jurassic? That was one of your other titles, I think it was. I have a, I have a whole bunch. I know you got a whole bunch of titles. Fast Cart. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm doing all right. How's everyone? Doing good. Um, let's do some introductions. Hello, everybody. Dark Knight, good to see you. J2, good to see you. Jade, there's Jade, Jade, Jade. Jade is my heart because Jade, we get on this whole origin thing and we just crash Paul Shelley's uh, chat whenever we get minute. going. So yeah, you talk about origin already. There you go. And Miss Hearts, hey, Miss Hearts, aloha. Ooh, you feeling, you know what, you must be feeling good. And you know, Miss Hearts, we were thinking about you uh, the last few weeks. We know that you were riding the wave down there in the, with the weather, but we're good to see that you rode through it well. And I'm sure you're saying aloha because you would love to be in Hawaii instead of... <laughs> This crazy weather we've had in the United States, but uh, yeah, she she was out there hanging. She was hanging, but the, hey, she pushed through. Some of our friends in Texas uh, really had to push through. So it's good to see you. Oh my god. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's jump in for a minute, and um, before we get too deep here, I've got actually the different card. I'm supposed to have this card up instead of that one. Let's talk a little bit about uh, our guest, our special guest today. Um, LM, tell us, tell us a little bit about you because a lot of folks in the community may not know you. I met you or uh, stumbled upon you uh, when you were on the Astro Pub. You and Crucian, if I remember, and some other folks were on talking about um, the upcoming, um, God, what's it called? I forgot, it just flew out of my head, the race. Daymar Rally. Daymar Rally. Daymar Rally. Yeah, and you guys were, I was like, it was like the week before you guys were on, and that's when I saw you, and I said, I asked Paul, I said, hey, who is this person? I haven't seen her in the community, and you and I got a chance to talk a little bit, so why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Griff. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been a long time since then. Yeah, it's been a whole month and a half, and I've been waiting to be on your show, so I'm happy to be here, happy everybody in chat. Y'all are wonderful. Um, so I was on that show with Crucian, Paul, and the president of the guild uh, that I'm in, the Rec Raiders. Uh, Cyberpunk is our president, and I am public relations. Mm -hmm. um, so I do all of the kind of like Twitch broadcasts. If you see our fancy graphics and videos, I do our internal newsletter. And uh, we're a small guild, but we're growing. Um, so we always are welcome to have new members fly with us. If you just want to be an affiliate and fly from time to time, we're always open to have new members. Um, but we have a strong, like tight knit team we don't call it a brotherhood because it's gender neutral we call it the rookery of ravens uh, so you know apply join today I, i'm in the chat so if you you know click rec raiders go to our twitch check it out uh but just happy to be here happy to be on the show awesome we're yeah, happy i just want to say 
I just want to say real quick that Griff does plan weeks in advance. Like you're saying, you're waiting a month, in, a month and a half in advance. That's not an exaggeration. We have stuff like two months, three months in advance. So, yeah, we, we, we do plan in, in advance. I appreciate it. It's very professional. It's very nice. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you. We appreciate you having time to come and hang out with us tonight. Um, we've had a lot going on. Fist, good to see you. I will it's be so back funny. just trying to kill this fugitive bounty. <laughs> okay, we hope you're able to kill the fugitive bounty. Uh, and Admiral Kusanagi, yes, good to see you. Yeah, that's one of his titles, Admiral, believe it or not, uh, amongst many that he has, uh, Fast Card. I'll look up the, the picture. Yeah, he has a ton of, of, of titles. Okay, we are, uh, as you guys know, this this weekend, or the today rather, our show today, and I don't know why my, my credit thing isn't popping up here. I'm having some issues. Let me switch out this graphic here. As you guys know, the title of today's show is Hot Wheels and Not Wheels. And there is a reason why that is the title. Uh, we have been talking about careers. We have been talking about spaceships, all types of stuff in relation to Star Citizen. But one of the things we haven't talked very much about is about vehicles. We have no shows about vehicles. And hence the reason why Love Machine is here, because as I mentioned, it was when I saw her on a show about Daymar Rally. And I was like, you know, we've been putting off this thing about dealing with vehicles that are ground-based and we need to have a conversation about them. And we know that a lot of folks here own them. Uh, you've bought them, you've melted them, you've upgraded them. And maybe after the day's show, you might go back and say, you know what? I think I'm gonna pull that thing out of melt, <laughs> you know, or I think next time it comes around, I might get that, what I used to call a token out and put it to good use in the game. So uh, we're gonna kind of jump into that. but. Before we do, I do want to go back to the slide that we had up just a second ago. Um, many of you guys know we've been talking about this that in March, March the 7th, in fact, is our anniversary. It'll be our one year. Believe it or not, I've been hanging out with Kimmy and Fastcart for a year. Can you believe it? I can't oh, take it anymore. It like 10 because of the pandemic. <laughs> no, oh, but, it's, but it's, been, it's been great hanging out with them. Not just them, but all the other people. 10th Sigma, Colossal. Um, who, who, um, God, there's too many people start naming Seer. We've had a, a, a Gigi. We've got a really good group, group of folk. And so on March the 7th, we are going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary. It is our intention to have as many of the Soul Citizens here as possible. We did that back when uh, we celebrated CIG's uh, eighth year. We had a lot of us on that time, and we're going to try and replicate that again this weekend. But we're going to kind of do a year in review and then talk about some ideas about Star Citizen and Soul Citizens and things we want to do in the future. But we're inviting you guys to be here. Now, here's the cool thing. We are trying to reach uh, Twitch followers of, of 1,000 followers. Right now, we're at 820. We're at 820. And we want to hit a thousand. So that means we need 180 followers within the next week. So we're going to ask that you would invite people to watch the show next week, to send messages out to your friends and say, Hey, come see the soul citizens. And if we get a thousand followers, we are going to be giving away an endeavor base. We're going to give away an endeavor base. Um, oh, decided. Yeah, it's decided only because I put it in the Twitch thing to broadcast next week. So I had to pick which one. So I finally decided which one we're going to go with. Now, if we get really, really lucky and things go well, we may even give away a Banu Merchantman. That's Ooh. a secondary. So oh, wow. we may do two. We may do two. But I can guarantee you that we're going to do an Endeavor base. But that's only <laughs> if, that's Easy. only if, only if we reach a thousand followers. So... I'm actually expecting that next Sunday is going to be the big day for the push. So if folks want to sign up or become followers tonight, if you, if you've never watched this before and you want to be a follower, that's great. The giveaway is not restricted to followers. 
But if you're here next Sunday, when we do the giveaways, and if we don't do the Endeavor base, we will give away some other very cool stuff. We may give away a Vulcan and an SRV and some other stuff. We may even give away the Banu Merchantman. But if we get the thousand, we're doing the Endeavor base. So hopefully you guys can be here for that. So that's next week, um, March the 7th. Um, in the meantime, LM, there's something that you don't know about that Fastcart knows about that I want to share very quickly. And that's the fact that this past Friday was uh, one of our Soul Citizens' birthday. Oh, oh God. Kimmy. You guys <laughs> give shouts out for Kimmy. Give <laughs> shouts out for Kimmy. Kimmy's birthday Kimmy's birthday was Friday. And he, he, this is kind of like a birthday weekend for him. As Fast Card says, it doesn't mean he's 65. It just means that's his name. So don't y'all say happy 65th. Don't, yeah, don't, say, don't say happy 65th. You know, it's just that it was his birthday. And he had a real good time. A lot of people hung out with him on Friday in the verse. And he spent a lot of time out there having a real good time so we want to say happy birthday to kimmy once again we have to acknowledge thank that thank you Griff. no problem awesome. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. the other thing that we have to do and we miss this because a lot of you guys know that during the month of january the last couple of weeks we took off because cig normally takes off during january and we took a little breather and when we yes. did that not only did we take a breather but we also happened to miss this person's birthday so we want to give a shout out to Gigi because we what? missed hers in January. And I have to give her a shout out because I gave Fast Card a shout out. And if I don't, she's going to probably beat us with a 10 foot pole. So we don't want to say that we missed her birthday. So you guys know Gigi, give her a shout out too for a happy birthday. I'm not even sure if she's in the chat happy right birthday. now, but tell her happy, happy birthday. birthday anyway. Because um, another one of our people that we missed out on as well. So we want to give those folks really, really great shout outs for happy birthday stuff. We don't we don't have any like uh, CIG <laughs> gift cards or anything for them, but we'll just tell them happy birthday. OK, all right. Warm spirits. Warm spirits. All right. We'll go with the warm spirits. OK, so let's jump into this stuff about vehicles. Um, and let me start with LM. Uh, hey, we're going to call her LM guys. We made this decision before the show started. So we're going to go with, instead of love machine, that's a long name. We don't want to call her miss machine. We don't want to nope. say, Hey love. So we're going to go with LM. Okay. Um, LM, uh, what, what, what became your, do you have a passion about vehicles? I mean, the fact that you guys have been putting this work in, and by the way, I meant to ask you this, the Stanton seven trailer, did you work on that? Uh, I'm not involved in the production for it. Uh, okay. We had a team ready to race, and mm. we did race yesterday. And I think we are going to talk about all that in the outcome later, or we could talk Stanton no, 7 well, now. We are. No, no. But I'm talking about the video trailer. Did you work on that in some <laughs> no, way? No, no, no. no, you didn't. I'm not okay. involved in the video production. No, okay. For, okay. For them. No, all right. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure I heard the right thing. Okay, cool. So talk to me a little bit about what just this whole thing about vehicles. Are you into that, or are you more into aircraft and stuff in the game? I am into vehicles, and I think they have a really good tangible use right now. Mm -hmm. Like, no, we don't have roads. No, we don't have cool, secret, like, underground areas that need, like, a gray cat PTV to traverse long stretches mm -hmm. yet. However, I think people are sleeping on the utility of the dragonfly. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. Mm, okay. Very cool. Kimmy, what about you? Are you a vehicles person? Or are you kind of like, eh, keep me in the air. I'll be all right up there. What, how do you feel about vehicles? Oh, it's it's a need. Uh, it's It's... Possibly, it may save your life one day in the mm. verse. And when, regards of talking about uh, the potential of apex predators roaming around, mm. and you want to do mining in caves and and such, <clears throat> and uh, that vehicle could protect you <laughs> as well as you know uh, protection from radiation, potential radiation, with the areas of what pyro is going to bring to the table. So mm. you know, uh, covering yourself, staying in an environment. Mm. Uh, 
a, a makeshift or a temporary environment is essential uh, as opposed to being on foot. Yeah. You and I had a good laugh the other day talking about uh, <laughs> being on foot in the game, right? That's why I kind of laughed yes. when you said that, because I didn't think about yes. vehicles in relation to that. But that's a good point. Fast car, what about you? Vehicles, ships, or are you a combination of both? Okay, there it is right behind him, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. combination of both, but I do, I do have several uh, people. Some people like to call them LTI token. I call mm -hmm. them vehicle. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I have four, but I'm, I'm looking to shrink that if possible. But I have the, well, we can probably go over them later. But we have mm -hmm. the Nascue, this one. have the Ranger CV, the Ranger RC, and the, drag, the Dragonfly Yellow Jacket. Okay, are you, are you favoring anyone over any other? Oh. Oh man, mad style. <laughs> hey, mad style. Mad style with the 600 bits coming through as always. Thank you, mad style. We appreciate that. So, FC, do you have well, what, what's I like your favorite? The clear because of, because of the look, but I like the, the, the yellow jacket because of the utility. Mm, okay. And I like the, the ranger because it actually has wheel. So, I mean, I, I, I like all of them basically. Okay, okay. Kimmy, what about you? Any favorite if, if any vehicle? This is like the thing that you use your favorite? It's uh, not a particular favorite. I think it's more or less uh, you have to get in uh, in that vehicle and try it for yourself. Uh, with that said, it's just uh, the right vehicle at the right situation. So mm -hmm. uh, the fact that now I'm incorporating dual sticks and now I just realized uh, there's a lot of fun potential. Let me tell you, uh, I got in a tumbrel and I was actually using dual sticks driving that vehicle man and let me tell you it is so much fun <laughs> but uh based on the situation i'm mm -hmm. i'm open to uh just about quite a few of the vehicles in game uh if it serves that particular purpose in my mission so mm -hmm. i'm open to them okay it's funny you say that because a few weeks ago captain richard went out with a bunch of folks and he had a wheel, you know, a regular driving wheel. And he was having a blast with that thing. And I was like, it almost made me want to break mine out. I was like, wow, I never really yeah. thought about using the oh, wheel man. again, but it was amazing to watch what he was doing with it. The control level was just, you know, in a different space with the wheel, you know. LM, yes. LM what about you? Any, any favored vehicle of, of stuff that's in game right now or stuff that's coming? I'm all about the G12s, honestly. That hybrid between the Cyclones and the Ursa, I think they have a lot of potential. Uh, by the way, that was an origin vehicle, okay. folks. Origin, oh. origin yeah, vehicle. Here okay. Here we go. All right. So, <laughs> okay. No, that's that's very cool. Well, let's. You know what? Let's go back a little bit. Let's do some history and let's talk about where this whole vehicle thing started with. So, you guys, bear with us here. We're gonna try and we're gonna try and add a little bit of levity to this this show, hopefully. So, let's see if we can talk about this a little bit. Some of you all may not remember this, but. Back in the oh, day God. with the PTVs, right? <laughs> so this is where it all got started, right? With the cats. And it, it, uh, some of you may or may not remember that you could get different paint jobs for these. And so on this video here, you'll see that the person's kind of demonstrating all the different colors and the skins that were available. Um, you know, let me ask you guys, anybody wants to jump in on this, uh, do skins, or would you get skins? Would you be willing to paint your vehicles a certain color or you don't care? You just want to make sure it works. Oh, well, red makes it go faster, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, 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 no. oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, gosh. You okay. know, it, it, it didn't really matter to me at one point, but now when you're talking about getting into Star Citizen, you're talking about guilds and organizations and such. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about the aspect of uh, brand colors. Uh, mm. What do you adhere to as far as your guild or you as a streamer 
uh, have a particular brand color, and and I it I kind of uh, uh, attach myself to that now. So I'm using green. Mm, there green you go. In that uh, context, there's so, a green. Yeah, it's got, yeah, there you go. Look at that. That's <laughs> a beautiful go kart, man. Mm -hmm. Go cat. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. You see that? That's <laughs> that's. I want that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. What's what's the practicality of this though? I mean, what you know. Well, you know what? I'm going to let the video play a little bit, and then we're going to talk about the practicality. Because when the when this cart was introduced, originally it was in the hangars. Some of you guys who were around Swing, back baby. in the day, uh, we used to use these actually to get around in the hangars. Because if you remember in the early days, the hangars were expandable, and they may have went over five hangars in length. And so to walk yeah. that distance to get on your ship and check out your ship was kind of a pain. So you would jump into your buggy and you would drive that thing down there. Uh, but this is the thing I want to remind people of. Some of you may remember the history of this, Area 18. Have you ever seen this before, LM? This was the original Area 18. Have you ever seen that before? I have not. And for, uh, oh. you know, chat here, I only was really actively playing kind of like mid-2018 on. Okay. So there's some things okay. I've looked up and found, but yeah, this is new to me, this video. That is intense. Then that's good. So because I want you to see what was so intense about this particular part of the game. Uh, when you used to come to Area 18, when it was a module, they used to have these carts around and you could oh get in God. them. And what would happen is if you were walking around, people would mow you over. They'd run you over in these carts. The and bench is your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, it's very true. And so um, anyway, this is, is uh, for those who didn't see it, this is what people used to do all the time. They would drive around in these vehicles and basically do nothing more than demolition derby in them for quite a while. With people. With people. And, and don't forget, when, they, when these things explode, they explode real well. Yes. <laughs> you, you better get out of it quick. In a very big way. In a very big and, way. And, and some of them, some of them were like, like eggshells. Like you just tap it and, and, and it explodes. And it was like, yeah, it was an interesting time. Yeah. You, you sometimes spawn to the areas, just a pileup of just carts just smoldering and on fire. You're like, oh. Exactly. Oh, see, exactly. that's that lithium battery scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, these were before the Note Seven. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk. So Sony Vio engines. <laughs> oh wow. So let's talk about what is the practicality for the golf cart, right? The PTV, right? Personal transport vehicle. What, 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 what do you guys see as applications for this in the game? Why should people own one? Should they own one, or is it strictly a token? What, what do you guys think? Let me, Kimmy. Kimmy let me start with you on that. Well, going forward, let's just say we are, uh, have the homesteads and we're in a community, you have village, mm. uh, you can t get in it, that cart and go down the hill and hit the warehouse and load up some cargo or some, some uh, essentials like maybe water or whatnot, and then come back. Or you might want to just look around your community to see if everything is all right and okay. do some investigation as opposed to running. Mm, lightweight patrol vehicle. That's cool. Community patrol vehicle. I like that. Admiral Kusanagi says it's good for golf. That's it. All right. <laughs> LM, what about you? What do you see? What do you see for usage for this? Anything in particular in the game? I second Kemi's emotion on the casual experience. Like this is obviously a lightweight option compared to a cyclone. Now, what I do think it's missing is either a third seat or a, or a space for just a cube. Mm. Um, so, you know, it is only two person transport, yeah. but I think it has a purpose. And I think the purpose will be expanded on once we get larger ships into play. Mm. Instead mm -hmm. of having to run back and forth all the yeah. way up and down that C2, I yeah. think those will find Ooh. some 
point. Yeah, I worked in aviation and we used to, people had tugs, you know, these small vehicles that they would traverse certain areas with because walking takes time, right? So even if you guys remember when they did the, the video for the, um, uh, what they call it? The week when we had the thing with in November with the ships. And remember when they had the commercial with the C two? He was inside yeah, the C two riding in the golf cart, uh, and he rode it all the way out. So you could definitely see some simple practical use when you're going through an Idris or a, you know a large ship like that with a large hangar. Yeah. Fast cart. What about you? Any other practical uses you see for the uh, PTV? I wrote down three things. It, it was only fifteen dollars or cheaper than UEC, so it's really cheap to, to get a to get, to get this vehicle. Okay. Um, it, you probably put cargo in a passenger side, even though it, it won't sit there. But if you if you drive safely, you can probably take cargo in the passenger side, mm -hmm. and it fits on a lot of ships. Yeah. So like like the, the, the longer ones or the, or the wider ones won't fit. This one, the this will fit in in, mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a lot of ships. So mm -hmm. there's a practicality for that. Right. And also, I got. I, I, I got the red, the red skin. I, I, I can't help myself. I, yeah. want, I, want, I want the mind fast, to go faster. That's cool. That's Brand cool. Brand colors, man. Yep. Brand colors. Very cool. Very nice. Yep. Hey, Gladestone, we see you out there. And thank you, uh, J2, International Aerospace Expo, the IAE. I blacked out there for a moment. Okay. IAE, yeah, let's, thank you. Let's, let's jump to the next vehicle nice. then. Let's change up here. Um, mm -hmm. Let's look at this commercial. Goldilocks explored their house. She saw three chairs and wanted badly the to rest commercial. her feet. But the <laughs> first chair she tried was much too small. So she tried the second chair. And it was much too big. She tried the third chair. She found that it was just right. You said you, you started here in 2018. How did you get a commercial already? Huh? What? Oh, is that me? How are you in a commercial? <laughs> I've been in a lot of things, just so no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Admiral, don't even bring that subject up. I was thinking the same thing. Um, no families. It's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Too. The details. Yeah, I know. Fast yeah. card, let me start with you this time. Uh, the Rock. Um, great cat. First vehicle that we get from them, all we had was the multi-tool, and now we've got this one out there. Um, what do you think about it? Is it something that uh, you think is for everybody, or do you think it's just very specialized for people in the mining, or what? Well, it's not too big, and it's not too small. It's <laughs> not, no, no. Um, one thing I, I will say about, about the commercial, like, even though we had the, the reunion thing, the reunion mm -hmm. commercial, mm -hmm. uh, that, that was last year, this is this is by far my uh, my, my favorite commercial. It came out recently. Mm -hmm. So I really like this commercial. It had uh, people of color, and it had families, and it had women, and it had... The, 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 the whole thing mm -hmm. but as far as the, the rock itself um i'm into mining yes i i am but i'm more of a the prospector type so we'll talk about that later mm -hmm. um the rock i i don't see i don't see myself 
not using a land vehicle per, per se to mine, I'm probably used to, to prospect them more. But I mean, as far as the commercial one, yeah, I, I love it. Okay, okay. LM, I don't know if you saw um, on the, uh, so the subscribers in the vault, they have some pictures in there showing the upcoming caves. And yes, one of the things yes. they showed was vehicles being able to go into the caves now and do mining. How are you feeling about that? Do you think that's going to make the rock more popular if people can start literally driving into these bigger caverns or whatever to do mining? Uh, as long as they design the caverns so you can be able to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, any carrier that can carry the rock it will not be big enough to make it through those chasms. And we did see in the ISC video that you could probably pilot a saber or something into these new caverns. Mm -hmm. They're great, but nothing big enough for a rock. So that's my... Uh, my my kind of fear is I hope we can drive out mm -hmm. if we get the rock in there, but it's 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 an exciting feature that I can't wait for. We actually yesterday did a big mining night where we stuffed four rocks in the back of a Valkyrie, and it worked. Wow! And it was it was quite an adventure on Daymar. Uh, got a lot of use out of it since it can it can pick up the small teeny hand mineable rocks mm -hmm. and the rock sized rocks, mm -hmm. you know that they've made. For this, yeah. um, you're rocking the rock. <laughs> yeah, but mm -hmm. I think it's not a solo player craft. Just in part, you have to have something else to carry it. And now you've added the let me get out of the pilot seat, let me go into the buggy, make sure I landed safely. Hopefully, mm -hmm. no one steals my ship. All all these extra steps. Yeah. Um, so then, it, is it profitable with that second person involved? If you find the right, you know, if you have a good night, you find Hayden night and you can make a lot of money and it's enough money for two people operating. It's mm -hmm. a good it's a good uh mission to do. Okay. Team building activity. Okay. Cool. Kimmy, as far as the rock goes, do you think that there's a possibility they may expand it uh to to Elam's point? The concern is being able to traverse through a cave, right? Do you think that maybe at some point they may make it where the laser on that is destructible? In other words, you can use it to pave your way through areas right now, instead of just being able to hit a rock and pull the minerals from it. Could you this later laser be modified later so that if they ever make the game destructible, you could actually push your way. Cause remember when they did the grenade launcher thing, they showed us the guy hitting the grenade, hitting the ground, and he was actually able to destroy. Do you think that they could do something like that with the rock where Later on, that would be the way to make sure that you could clear through. Like, let's say you want to set up a hideout in a cave. You could use a rock yes. to bore out that thing to go through. Do you think that they may expand expand it beyond just what it is now is what I'm asking. Excavation and, and mm -hmm. removal of things to to penetrate. Further, yeah, different heads, whatever the case may be. Yeah, mining areas. Yeah, that's a, that's a good possibility, uh, Griff. That's a, that's a good uh, question, uh, especially with the fact that before us, are 99 plus other systems and moons and they have that capability to look further down as you know as we're getting further iterations of the uh planetary tech uh yeah it opens the door for those capabilities and possibilities of of then uh enhancing this particular vehicle mm. to add uh modular attachments to do other things uh pertaining to the environments that's uh in in front of us Mm -hmm. Especially with, uh, when, I, again, I repeat, the, the Apex Predators, having a module that can protect yourself or, or send a static shock to the mm. creature to allow you to get away or, Weaponize or it, provide huh? you with other things, uh, <laughs> such as a, a survival kit that's mm. built into it. You okay. know? So it's, it's wide open. Yeah, that's true. Because like I said, if they change the heads or whatever, you know, and, and, and not to be funny, but Great Cat is known for the modularity aspect of it, right? With the multi-tools. Yes. So who knows where they could go with it? That's a very good point. Thanks, Kimmy. 
All right, let's change up to the next vehicle that we want to look at. Uh, let's see. Good old Ursa Rover. Oh, love it. Classic. It's old reliable. Hard to beat. I'm going to throw this one to LM first. What was your first impressions when you saw this commercial, LM? I think that just shows off very well that it is a dependable utilitous wheels like mm -hmm. to have in your, in your fleet. Obviously, like to Dark Knight's point, though, in the chat, until the G12 arrives. <laughs> <laughs> but what the G12 will not have that the Urza does have is that combined cabin, because I think the G12s have it where it's just the seats in the front, and then mm -hmm. if you have the cargo in the back, you have that as like a lift. So I do enjoy the Ursa as a complete walk-in, live-in kind mm -hmm. of area. I That type of stuff steals my heart immediately. A mm -hmm. ship that you can walk on and feel at home in, and this is, you know, obviously it's the rover, exploration, we got the seats in there, mm -hmm. it's got the weapons on it. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. It's kept me safe in a lot of situations. Yeah, yeah. And Kimmy, um, they showed a lot of different scenarios with the Ursa, right? What, what did you, yeah. any, any of those in particular stand out to you? Because they showed... You know, everything from being out in the winter to combat, you know, anything in Definitely particular? Definitely it was Microtech, that that sort of uh, sub-zero type of uh, uh, environment, right? Mm -hmm. when, when, you, when you showed that video, Griff, it, it just really brought to mind that uh, this is a, a safe environment for you and your crew. A number of people, uh, not just one or two people, maybe three to four, mm -hmm. uh, and it, it will, it will uh, withstand some of those elements out there so it's it, it lets you know that uh there it is it lets you know that hey uh whatever environment you are uh, you're about to face once we get these systems in uh you want to test the waters with the ursa rover first before anything else mm -hmm. when you compare it to basically a, a open air vehicle this is one that's uh gonna help protect you and uh, again from a hostile uh entities that may be on those planets as well mm -hmm. good good fast cart a lot of these vehicles this one in particular has is you know two sets of steering controls right for the ship some of them have singular but some have two um do you think that they're going to be people who you know we've talked about careers in the game right and i was thinking about things like um theater of war or some other related things where vehicles become important do you think there'll be people who that's what they will be good at doing and the reason why i'm saying that is because uh, people who I talked to who got a chance to test theaters of war talked that the Ursa was one of the toughest things in the game. It was deadly for people who were testing. And I, I would have never expected to have heard that, but they said that the cannon on top of this thing, and if you had some people who really knew what they were doing, they were doing damage with an Ursa. And I think most of the time we hear the term rover, you know what I mean? And we're just thinking about transport. Um, do you think that this will be something that people will focus in on? I mean, like where they're really good, because I think... To be good in a vehicle like this, it has to take teamwork, 
right? And we can talk about that with this or the, the Nova tank or whatever. Do you think there'll be people who will focus a lot on vehicles? Because a lot of stuff right now is based on ships and spacecraft. But what about vehicles at this level where it's a team effort to do something? I think people who focus more on FPS might, might focus on this, or mm -hmm. people who like to, to do both, fire ship and, and do ground stuff may focus on this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if anyone do specialize just for this only, but I think people are like, to have, if, they, if, they get, if they get the two things, this is this one of the two things that they'll be good at. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I forgot, I, I, I have one because I have a Aquila, so I, I didn't count that because I, I didn't buy it separately. Yeah. But I, 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 I like how, I like how how tank tanking is or sturdy, just like just like you said. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's great it's great little thing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I haven't really um, practiced with it much, but I'm look, I'm mm -hmm. probably after the show go go back and rectify that. Yeah, I was also looking at something LM said about the design where you've got the separate cabin versus cockpit, so you've got yeah. the you've got the door there for atmospheric reasons too. Um, you know, your persons who are up front, they don't have to worry about decompression, uh, depending on where you are. So I was looking at just the general design and then Kimmy, to your point, I actually sat there and had to go back and recount while I was watching the commercial. You're right. You got four people in the back and two people, that's six folks that are able to use this vehicle to get around. So it's a tough vehicle, the six wheel thing. I mean, we've seen this plenty of times, uh, LM, you guys have seen this in races, right? Where they've used this in, in the races, right? more relevant is the Hurston Hurt Locker, where mm -hmm. they have like 15 teams in a crater. We're talking, there might've been three Ursas in there, but then everybody else is on like the Cyclone TR or they're in Dragonflies. Mm -hmm. And the last vehicle in the crater was our Ursa, you know, <laughs> until it blew up, like I, I flipped it. Um, <laughs> but it was the last one alive. And if you put a yellow jacket on top of the Ursa, it is a nightmare for really? other ground vehicles. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Did they Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, let me ask this. I mean, is this for any of you all, you, anybody who wants to answer this can if you don't own one. I mean, do you think this is a vehicle that you should have in your arsenal or no? The Ursa? Yes. <laughs> you say yes, Jimmy? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It depends. Okay. I mean, it, 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 what are you using it for? I mean, yeah, I know you can't I mean, use it on your brand new merchant. Instead of a big old, instead, <laughs> instead of a big old Ursa, you might might get away with with, with the um with the, the dragonfly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you literally can like say if you're in a let's say let's take Pyro for example, and uh, you're in a, a area you're on the planet extreme heat. Yeah. Uh, you're you're taking that vehicle to point A to point B, and you find uh, maybe minerals or some valuables. You can immediately get out and grab it and get right back in as quickly as possible. And then all of a sudden you run into a space crab and there you have your weapons, uh, a loadout of weapons right there with you. Not just the ones on your person, but the ones stored. Mm -hmm. You may have a complement of extra grenades. Mm -hmm. Maybe you use two on your person. It's not enough to take out the crab, but you have a complement of 10 inside of that rover yeah. and you're able to use it. So uh multi-purposes and and uh the fact that it can hold things mm -hmm. makes it so valuable okay 
one thing I want to push back on is, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, not to mention future contested battle zones. That's the only thing that's going to make it through a field of fire, either from turrets or from uh, incoming light fighters trying to sweep across the ground. Like it would do, it would take a couple sweeps for any fighter to make it through, like the the chunkiness mm, of an Urza. Mm, okay. And let's say uh, if you do take it, it out. It still provides it, 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 it also depends. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It also okay. It also depends on, 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 the, on the terrain, in my opinion. Like, uh, uh, if you're on a rocky planet and, uh, and there's a rover, may not be, be, be good, as good as a, as a vehicle that can levitate, for, for, for instance, or mm -hmm. maybe, maybe even a smaller vehicle that can, that can make those tighter turns. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to be part of the assessment, too, when we were talking about this on Friday. Uh, Kimmy and I were talking about this. You know, people are going to have to assess what's the right tool for the right job, right, when you take something out. And, you know, you may load up a certain vehicle and that vehicle just isn't the vehicle. The G12, as much as I'm a big origin person, I was looking at the G12 and realizing there are some terrains that that is not going to be the vehicle for, you know. Uh, the Ursa, interestingly enough, seems to be because of its six wheel design is a pretty tough vehicle. It's not going to climb big, big rocks. But as LM said, I've watched people have battles in these things and they, they, they're pretty tanky. They're pretty good. Yeah. So I, I'm a, I agree. I think this is one of the things that everybody should have. Um, you know, just only because, uh, unlike when you're using the tumbrils, which we'll talk about later, which are open air access, right? That means you've got to be in a certain type of atmospheric suit. If it's, if the location you're in doesn't have oxygen yes. or if it's too hot or too cold, at least one of the things I liked about when they did this commercial, we're going to go Snipers get on past this was when they made the re revolutions, they showed everything like Kimmy said, from microtech to being in battle, to maybe being in a place like pyro. It can go in any type of atmosphere and seems like it'll be okay. And you may not even have to buy it separately. You might have a constellation already that has it already. So. Well, that's very true. You, you could, with the Aquila. Yeah, you could go ahead and spend a $275 and get the Ursa for free. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I think it'll be easier yeah. to pay the 50 bucks, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, don't forget many of you guys that this vehicle is included with the both, both okay. Connie's, right? Aquila it comes with the, the Andromeda. No, the Phoenix gets a different one. It's supposed to have its yeah, own. The Lynx. It's supposed to have the Lynx. Oh, the Lynx. Yeah, the Lynx. The one that we have never seen anything of. The Lynx. Yeah. Right. Okay. So and the, the they cat, may have now. Don't quote me on this, but they may have discontinued that and is stuck with just the. Yeah. There'll be a lot of barking about that, though, They've boy. Yeah. There'll be a lot of barking. Yeah, they did. You're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and jump to the next one here and. LM mentioned this one a few minutes ago. Let's jump in it. Oh, yeah. You love to see it. Citizen Cone 2018. There you go. I'm looking for that picture now. <laughs> All right, FC, I was going to go to you, but I'm going to go to LM only because she made a statement earlier, which was she felt that the dragonfly was underused, the yellow jacket dragonfly. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? 
I say underused because I wish in my org we used it more when we did uh, bunker missions to do a hot drop. Because uh, for a while, the sentry turrets at the bunker missions were like really beefed up, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not just me. They really beefed it up. It took multiple railgun rounds and it was hard for ships to bust those things. So before they were really hard. It was part of our strategy that we would fly in our carrier, have the dragonfly go out, drop someone down by near one turret, the pilot of the dragonfly drops down by another one, pop the railgun rounds off and make it a safe zone for the carrier to land and execute the mission. Um, but also, does anyone remember the feature where if you were on a moon and you hit enough air, you could engage that flight mode? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. 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 I'd love to see it. Okay. Okay. I remember, I remember back in the day we hit a rock and, and you went into fight mode without even trying. And kept going. Into orbit just by just by hitting a rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you're not restricted to just the surface of a planet or a moon. Uh, if you're able to launch that thing like from a caterpillar in space, you're able to use it as well. Right. Uh, Which is helpful for those um, comma rays if you're trying to take those down or if you just want one person from your team to, to repair them. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. But there's just no bridge between uh, planet side or, or, or surface side to space. You yeah. cannot uh, ascend or, or uh, ascend or descend between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, you, that's, where you, you, that's the limitations, but you have that uh, maneuverability on planet surface and space with mm -hmm. this. Uh, and you can sit two people. Yeah. Uh, one person can uh, ride reverse mm -hmm. and cover your six on it. I thought that was really cool about it. Mm -hmm. FC, you've got that picture that knocks behind you. How do you feel about the uh, dra yellow dracula or the dragonfly? How do you feel about that? The Drake. The Drake. <laughs> well, I, I, have a, I have a special place for, 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 for the dragonfly because I, I, I dropped a link in, in, in Twitch chat. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 as Kimmy noted before, in 2018, that was the big prop from um, JRF um, Fabrication, JR Fabrication. They, they brought one over from. Uh, not 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 Europe, but I think they're Australia. The Ireland, they Australia. Was it Ireland? I think that's where they're located. Um, and 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 they had it all on display, and people were actually able to pose and take pictures on it. You know, right. and, and you had to be you had to be one of the first people on because you know people people get drunk, people start drinking, people get too rough on it and start breaking breaking stuff. So you had to be it? you wanted to be one of the first ones to get the pristine one rather than be be late and you know have, have pieces broken up and stuff like that. So yeah, no, that, that's a picture. They were specific about how you get on. They were very specific about getting on and getting off of that 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 uh, life size model. They said, "Do not mm -hmm. get on. Do not grab the handlebars and get on it." Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> they were adamant right, about that, and they were really <clears throat> particular about how tightly you put your hands on those handlebars because they were not really uh, stable. And I put my hands on it, and just to, as a prop for the picture, and you could feel how flimsy it was. But uh, the the I took pictures of this uh, when they uh, a few days before they uh, you know got it together. They had to, um, and I spoke with them. They had to actually uh, bring it in uh, three or four pieces, mm -hmm. and right. then assemble it once they got it there. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I saw it from a distance, and I got pictures of it across mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> across the fence. Yeah. Uh, when they were setting up. The irony is that that's actually a three-quarter scale, believe it or not. Yeah, scale. it's actually three-quarter yeah, scale. And, 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 when I, and the reason why I'm saying that is because when we saw it, and Kimmy will tell you, it was impressive. 
We really, I mean, yes. it, it, even that size was amazing. Um, but again, it was a model. And I think what happens is people see it and they automatically think, oh, this thing is made out of metal and steel. No, it's made mm. out of, yeah, it's made out of like the, you know, Board. out of materials and wood and all this other stuff. But all of us got a chance to do it. There was a line there. People took, they, yeah. and they took official photo. This is actually an official CIG photo. And what they did was, is that if you took a photo, you signed up for it, they would, they put out an email later and gave us a link and you could go pull your picture from there. But yes. yeah, very popular. And, and, go ahead, go ahead, FC. And Gladestone asking who, who's that behind me. That's, that's Miss Hart. She, 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 uh, great, mm -hmm. A great winning person to have, 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 have your back. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I recommend her greatly. Mm -hmm. yep. Later that night, they actually, when it, uh, believe it or not, we were still there <laughs> to like, uh, Almost four in the four a.m. We got there like uh, before five a.m. to get in line, and it went all day to almost four a.m. in the morning. But uh, once the sun set and at night, what they did, they put LED lights under it and put smoking effects under it to give the impression that it was taking off or it was uh, hovering. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really, built really into cool. the platform. Yeah, they had all that built into the platform. And by the way, when he says we, no. He was there at 5 a.m. and he left yes. at 4 a.m. No, I, yes. <laughs> I got there at 11 o'clock <laughs> and I left at what? 9 o'clock. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I left around, honestly, I left around like 11 o'clock. I didn't, I didn't hang around very late, but it was Chris, a great no, time. No, great no, time. No, I got a to yeah. speak Great time. So, um, so the, the, let me ask you this then, as far as the dragonfly, I think the very first time, and I couldn't find the video the first time they showed this um but if i'm remembering correctly it was on the video where the guy had to go onto the star fair that was disabled and there was a cloth over it and it was the very yes. first time that we saw the dragonfly and line. i re right and i remember the reaction people went crazy when they saw it um and and, and i guess my other thing that my two cents on this thing is i'm really curious to see how people because they talked about this when it first came out how they will use this for piracy when they're trying to board another ship um, and I've seen the idea of people putting a bunch of these on a caterpillar and once a ship is disabled, you know, 10 of these come launching out of there to do a boarding as a boarding party to get on another ship. So I'm, I am curious to see how many different ways people will use this, both not just on the ground, but like you said, Kimmy, also in space, how they can put good practical use to that. So, okay. So by the way, there's the dragonfly, the caterpillar, and who remembers what the third one is? Not ah no no no! I'm talking about the the bikes vehicles. There's three. Um, the X1 that was no, from Origin. Nope 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 nope. Talking about Drake. And talking about Drake. Who in the chat Drake's? knows? Come on, oh. chat. There's a Wait. there's a third there's a third Drake bike. Let's see who knows who it is. Let's see. Anybody? Ooh. No J2 Drake Drake another J. Oh, I can't believe you guys have forgotten it. It is a limited rare bike that you That's can't oh. even. That's what you're the talking space about. Space Kitty. Ah, okay. There we go. The Space Kitty. All right. The Space Kitty. Oh, Do any of God. you guys own that? Oh, Listen, you. you know okay. what? You know what? Try to see if you can buy one. That don't count, man. See if you can try to buy one. <laughs> I bet you you can't find one. The Star Let's Kitty. See, Star eBay. Kitty. Star <laughs> Kitty. Look it up on eBay and see how much that booger's for. Let me, let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Ooh, don't, just, don't just Google Star Kitten, guys. Star Kitten. Don't, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. All right, guys. Make sure you say Star Citizen okay, Star Kitten. Know. Tell me, tell me after the show why, why, why not? <laughs> no, he's already, he's already typed it. <laughs> no, I'm not. All no, right. I'm not trust her. Okay. 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 So let's we, go ahead and go to our next not. commercial we'll while we're that. looking here. Let's jump into the next one here. Um, 
Mm, no, I'm only seeing yellow jackets. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Too. Chris, this is Chris Smith's work from the Austin studio. Um, he did the uh, April Knot. Build the need, the need. Please come on, right. tell me, tell me all, 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 all over again. All right, we, we've got another one to look at. Let's take it. This is the one for the queue. Yes, Dark Knight. That one comes in black. Thanks, J2. I put it in quick chat. Thank you. Okay, FC, I'm going to come to you, and um, I know you said you like the way the Nox looks, but I, and maybe you know, what is, is there any, as far as I know, there's no distinguishing difference between the Q and the regular Nox other than the color? I don't know oh, if there's between, a, a... Yeah, between those two, the color. Yeah. Right, there's no performance issue, nothing different, right, as far as I know? No. Okay. Um, do you care about that? I mean, for you, do you think that there should be? Because I'm, I don't know why they distinguish it. I, I, usually when they distinguish something, the loadout is different. There's something else. But it, if it's just the paint job, I don't know. What were you going to say, Kimmy? I think the Q is the classic version of it or the limited version of that uh, particular the style. Version. In the yeah. lore, it's, it's the human version, uh, allegedly. But again, there's oh. no difference. It, mm, yeah. Okay. Mad Style, thank you. Wow, Mad Style gave out five gift subscriptions. You all give uh, Mad Style a shout if you receive one of those. Thank you, Mad Style. Thank you, Mad Style. Hey, 10th, 10th Sigma's here. Good to see you, 10th. Hey, 10th. We got one more James Brown. Yeah, James Brown's got to stream one more time. It's hard man. Okay. Specifically for the White Knox. It was the, it, in the lore, it was released, right, right. It was released as the, like, first time humans were able to participate in the sale of it. And in, in the lore, according to the Shipmaker's uh, Oh, okay. Uh, was there a price difference? Nope. There are 40, 45 or $40. You said there yeah. wasn't there wasn't a different there was not a difference. There was not a difference. So the only difference was was that people either got the limited edition version of it, similar to the yellow jacket. You either got the limited edition and that was in the lore. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. Nox and, uh, was a part of Alien Week, I think. If I think I can't remember both of them. Were, but I know the Q was part of the Alien Week. Now Admiral Kusanagi says the Q has a slightly slower SEM speed, so we may need to look at the specs on it. Yeah, because I I would hope. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I guess I'm just looking for something else to, that would make me want to buy one over the other. And that's the thing I'm looking for. Other than paint. Anything, I think I think the cooler should be faster because it's more. It's that's what I thought. If, that's if what I would have thought. If it's made by human, then maybe that's why it's slower. But when when I bought it, there were there was no difference. Okay, well, was like years ago. Yeah, I purchased it as a set. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to. I, I'm gonna go back and look at it again. But I I was hoping that there was something, especially if the cue that it made this stand out a little bit more. But uh... yeah, but I mean. And as far as that commercial went, that, 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 that commercial sold me on it instantly. Like, it was like, it goes past, it, especially in the straight line, which is, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I was sold. Okay. And granted, the site was updated seven months ago on both of these entries, but yes, the original Knox, the black one, has a 275 SEM as opposed to the Q for humans is 220. Wow. Really? Wow. That's a seven-month-ago change, so who knows? Wow. But, like, I haven't really dug too deep in play in the wow. universe to like really test that myself. That's interesting. Okay. Well, it I'm is gonna, what I'm it gonna, is. I'm gonna have to trade my name. Yeah, it is what it is. All right. Well, let's uh, let's depart from talking about that one and let's uh, take a look at this one here. I'm gonna take a break now. See y'all later. No, don't even no, <laughs> you don't don't even try it. Okay. Um, no video because we haven't seen video for this yet, but there are some images here that were presented for the Origin X1. Um, and this is the one that, for me, like Fastcart, when he said he saw the Knox, it was like, wow, I felt the same way. And not just because it was Origin. I just love the design on this particular bike. Very different than some of the other ones that we've had so far. Um, let's see. Scuba yeah, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for the host, Scuba Steve. We appreciate that. Um, and there are three variants of this bike. We start seeing this start to happen too, where they start creating more than two, but now three variants on these. Um, there's the Velocity, which is the racer, and then the Force, which is a much more combat-oriented um, bike. Uh, Kimmy, let me get you. You are probably uh, a little bit more on this particular bike. What do you think about this one? And, and also, a little bit later in the video, it'll show the it'll show a animation of the. Uh, getting on and off the bike, and it'll also show where the components are. So, but do you have any thoughts about the X1 series when you saw it? I, I initially did a purchase on it, and then I realized, I'm like, okay, how many vehicles am I going to keep? Mm -hmm. But uh, to your point, um, the in particular X1 Force, mm -hmm. it has shield capabilities on that thing, mm -hmm. and that I'm sets it apart from the other vehicles like the the Knox. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it has a two XV shield generator to it. They all do, but that was and and also your cover it's sort of like a protected, and so it it lends to um, you know it's the luxury series of we we get that, but for the fact that it's it's it gives you variations to say okay. Uh, you're able to, as opposed to the Knox, let's say you're uh, exposed to uh, extreme temperatures. Mm -hmm. With this, you're protected to an extent because of the covering. And then uh, the other thing is, uh, yeah, people are going to take pop, uh, pop shots at the Knox. Good luck doing that. But with the X1s, uh, it has the shield uh, protection. Mm. So it, it lends to, yeah, you can do what this can do the other things what the others can do just it's a it's a bike it's a sort of a space bike but you have you have that protection from uh fire uh firepower as well as protection from the environment with okay. this one okay it sets it apart okay. neil barnaby thank you for the follow we appreciate that uh fast card how about you what do you think about the x1 
I saw the commercial, it looked cool, but it's not something that I would spend money on. It's something I would probably get in the PU using UEC and rather than spending cash on or credits on. But um, I like I, I, I do like the fact that it covers you and has more protection than some of the other the other, the other um, vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, they're about the same prices. I, I'm just looking up now. The base is $40, the velocity is 45 and the force is 50 so they're, they're all comparable in price, except this one had, you know, shields and more protection. So I, who knows how much um, that'll come to play in actual gameplay. Mm -hmm. Okay. LM, how about you? Yeah, I'm kind of uh, same with FC here. Um, it's nice to have a bike that's protected instead of open canopy, for sure. Um, I'm interested. So normally the variance is like base with a turret racing with an EMP, and I'm very interested in their Pathfinder model that is specifically to, like, be more defensive. Like, that's kind of a different edge to it. Like, it'll still be agile, but meant to be that infiltrator type. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought that was different, as opposed to the other ways they've designed their variants on a theme. Mm -hmm. um, is So they have the regular model that has, like, a gun in front, uh, and then the racing is just strip it down, make it fast, and the mm -hmm. Pathfinder is a defensive one, mm -hmm. which I thought was just neat. Doing recon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. By the way, there are obviously plenty of people in chat that are looking for a five-minute ban uh, talking about Origin right now, but I'm going to cut them some slack. I'm going to cut them some slack. I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling generous tonight, so you know I'll, I'll let them have their freedom of speech. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I will say this, uh, Jade. I know you're listening. Uh, Dark Knight. I know you're listening. This is going to look so good in the 890 and the 600. Oh. That, that's all I'm going to say. That black and white. What about your four? That black, well, you know what? It'll look good in the Phoenix too. It'll look good in the Phoenix too. That black and white is going to match oh everything. So that's all I'm going to say about it. But no, I, I I do like the bike. I love the design on it. And and and, I, and the other thing too, when we talk about bikes, because I know we're going to get past bikes uh, in a minute, at least the ones that, that are hovering. Well, um, the design on these is unique. Um, the Yellow Jacket and Dragonfly lend themselves more to a util utilitarian look to me. They look like yes. the ones that can take on those roughy, rough rock surfaces. You mentioned to Kimmy about having that second rider on the back to, to cover your six. Um, you know, you mentioned it, uh, LM, in the sense of being able to drop folks, hot drop people into locations. So I think that it's nice that they've created these differences in these bikes. That Knox, for me, really in in many ways seems like that that just that bike that has a lot of speed when you look at it and it'll get you from here to there you know it does have a defensive capability in the sense of its design where you are somewhat covered up as well the origin one is uh, someone said it in chat earlier that it was like this over engineered blah 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 and i think it is i think it is that just you know all those bells and whistles things that some people would say oh my god i don't need all that stuff you know but i love the fact that they designed it that way so all these bikes have their own <laughs> unique you know their design look listen don't y'all start in the chat i'm trying to be gracious to all three of the bikes <laughs> i'm really button. trying to be gracious to all three of those bikes okay let's let's get on past the x1 and let's get to the other stuff here. Man vehicle, uh, a pilot or a driver and a navigator. You can also swap out the module for a turret in the back, which is also manned, so you can have up to three people. It's transportation with like a focus on um, speed and maneuverability, like a fusion of a Humvee and a Jeep. It's got kind of the utility of a Jeep, so it's very all-terrain, but it's like rugged, like a Humvee. 
you know, it's strong and sturdy. There's a lot of exposed parts, um, and it's very off-road, you know. There's actually a specific variant designed for racing, so it will have the ability to boost. It's got a really tight turning radius. It was sort of our uh, first in a lineup from Tumbrel. It was, a, you know, a new company. It was a good opportunity to sort of work on new aesthetics, new designs, you know, really sort of work on what makes this interesting. So this is basically a mixture between, a, you know, sort of military Humvee and, uh, you know, like a Paris-Dakar off-road 4x4. Comes with multiple modules, so players can sort of choose the kind of experience they want. So it can just be sort of, you know, ragging it off-road, you know, as fast as they can. Or they can swap out to, to a missile um, pod or an EMP pod or a, a cargo pod. So basically it's pretty, it's, it's pretty darn flexible. The difference between the Cyclone and the other land vehicles is that it's less of a utility vehicle. The, the Rover is more of a, like a, it's got more combat capabilities and a little bit more storage, but it's kind of more like a, like a box that just travels. The Cyclone is more of a, just a, a just a vehicle. It's more like just a truck that you can either store stuff on or you can swap out the module in the back and do different utilities depending on what, what you switched out. This is a, basically another surface vehicle to add to the fleet or to, to your garage. You know, you'll have your um, like habitation pods, you know, on, on, on your planet. You know, you'll be able to park your, uh, your uh, tumbrel uh, cyclone next to it. But, you know, really the point of it is that, yeah, you can go exploring. Play it your way, isn't it? Basically, it's, you know, what do you want to do today? Where do you want to go? You know, you just point your nose and off you go. This way, you know, players will be able to choose, choose what, you know, which version of the buggy they want. Hopefully they've picked the right one and they don't find too much trouble. I think the biggest challenge in designing it was the modularity aspect of it because having to be able to swap out those pieces and how that was actually going to work and function. So you have the turret or the anti-air or the recon or the racing versions, like what the functionality for each of those was going to be and how that made the vehicle unique when you swap them out and what kind of gameplay that actually facilitated was a kind Rimar, of- Rimar, thank you for the Prime subscription. Thank you. Make sure that each, each module, when you swapped it out, filled a different role. So if you put the turret in, you'd have more of a combat, ground combat vehicle. If you put the anti-air one in, you'd have more of a, a support vehicle that could take down ships in the air, but also support ground troops by making sure that they weren't taken out by uh, air vehicles. The recon uh, version, we wanted to have a scanner that would allow you to map uh, terrain and store all of that data, also allowing you to like place beacons and kind of make landing zones or mark targets or something like that. The racing version, we just wanted to give it a like a boost, like kind of like an afterburner or a nitrous boost, kind of give it one, the fastest speeds and better tuning. It is one of the fastest vehicles, uh, wheeled vehicles that we have. The Knox is faster than it, but it's it's got that GravLev technology. But yeah, it's pretty fun and it's also uh, quite maneuverable. Uh, the four-wheel turning and the four-wheel drive gives it speed and turning radius. Right now, I just finished with the gray box art and I'm moving into final art. So I'm applying a lot of palms and decals and stuff like that and doing material work. But the final mesh is 
basically done. From me, it goes to design and animation. Design will be controlling, actually it's pretty much set up for design, at least the white boxes, but they'll be fine tuning it and getting it to drive the way that they want it to and feel the right, like, have the right feel. Animation will be like getting the shocks to work and the characters to get in and out of it and looking nice, you know, and then of course sound will take a pass at it and then tech art and effects will make it blow up and look pretty exploding. Yeah, they should have a lot of fun, you know, this vehicle's, you know, it's got a few, it's got quite a few sort of interesting features. It's got some unique styling, you know, we've tried to push you know, we tried to sort of push on sort of new materials. It's a, an external frame. And then everything is sort of bolted onto the interior of it or bolted onto the side. So it's kind of got an exoskeleton. And then we sort of push for 3D printed sort of materials in there. I think it'll be interesting to see what players do with it. It's pretty fun to drive around right now. And we're going into gray box. So we're actually going to create the geometry for it based on what we had for the white box. And it's looking pretty good. I think some of the issues that we're running into with it is the modularity, so like actually having to swap out stuff, being able to control that thing through item 2.0, uh, like having missiles fire with the pilot controlling the missiles and then actually aiming the missiles, um, then like swapping out all the other modules and how that's going to work. We also wanted this open suspension on the vehicle, and I think the suspension that we had on the Rover and the Grey Cat wasn't as articulated or detailed as the what we want on the Cyclone. We have to go back and kind of change how we're doing our suspension parts and maybe add a few more options to that to get it uh, looking as uh, cool as we can. I can't wait for the mounted gun attachment on the back. I, I feel like that will make it like your your typical FPS like Jeep vehicle. And that's going to be really fun having somebody in the back on the turret, you know, having a, a somebody riding shotgun and just like tearing up planets. That's going to that's I think that's what's going to make the tumbrel special. You know, the cyclone, tumbrel cyclone. The cyclone Okay, um, I'm going to start with LM on this one. Uh, LM, do you own a Tumbrel Cyclone? If so, which one? And if you don't, which one would you get? Um, and why do you have it? Uh, I don't own them. The ones in my inventory are loners. Mm -hmm. And so far, I've only gotten them out for Atmo Esports events. Mm -hmm. But I do enjoy them. I think it's a toss-up between the TR to get the third seat in the turret and the uh, RC. Uh, I've gotten to fall in love with the RC, but I gotta say, compared to the other stuff we were looking at, man, these look so medieval compared <laughs> to everything else we were talking about today. Like, oh, wow, unique, like, bikes, uh, unique canopies, uh, mm, look at that Jeep. <laughs> it looked like something you could have today. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Well, Admiral Kusanagi was already in the chat talking about this old technology, you know, in the game with the lore. Um, <laughs> it, you know, and I, I mean, the tumbrels, I will say this, you're right, LM. I mean, the tumbrels, when they first came out, we were all like, wow, this is so great. But then when you look at him, and he was just mentioning on Friday when we were talking about the show, Kimmy will remember this, we were talking about this whole grab lift thing. Uh, you know, is the technology in the future still going to have this mechanical type of thing going on still? And I, and I always have to say, well, hopefully CIG is going to unfold something that helps bring this around to making sense. Um, I, 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 I know for sure, um, I, I know for sure when we start getting into theaters of war, 
there's going to be reasons why there are vehicles that are treaded or why they have wheels. It's got to be. There just has to be some reason. Um, maybe they just want to mix a little bit of both in the world. Uh, but uh, that whole mechanical thing, we can get into technology on a whole nother conversation. Uh, Kimmy, what about you? Do you own any tumbrels? And if so, which one? And if not, which one would you get? Man, I saw this coming a long time ago, so I turned those things into t LTI tokens, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, I saw that the handwriting was on the wall, but uh, as far as like doing, like you said, uh, Griff, uh, military operations and something like uh, environment uh, where you have org versus org type of deal, mm -hmm. uh, that that uh, the recon or uh, using the radar on that thing to do re reconnaissance. Mm -hmm. And to LM's point about the racer variant, uh, you can, uh, based on what they're doing now, it, it resurges and brings bring life to this old tech by using it to race, literally. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it kind of makes me wonder now, uh, do you, uh, if, if for the owners of the, uh, the turret version, do you kind of... Uh, forego that and get a recon version and hopefully the, the now that they're bringing the advent of the mounted gun technology you have you have the reconnaissance technology now with the mounted gun so it kind of nerfs it uh originally so i wonder how that's going to play out but yeah again uh it's fun to drive but uh as far as the capabilities like to your point griff with all the new features of other vehicles trumping this over and just like okay uh LTI token. <laughs> it turned okay. into LTI token for no, me. Fair enough. Fair enough. FC, what about you? Do you own one? And if it's not, which one would you get? I want some tumble, like the manufacturer, but I don't have any cyclone. Um, and I was watching this video, and I was looking at the um, the website for the um, the upgrade. Mm -hmm. And the base cyclone is fifty five. The TRRC and the RN are all sixty five, and the AA is eighty dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm of the opinion, like like normally, I'm of the opinion like more is better, having more options is better. But in this case, I'm thinking they maybe they they could they could shrink that down to three vehicles instead of having five, like. Maybe instead of like um, combine the racer and the recon in, in, into one vehicle, or maybe make the deterrent the, the, ba the base model or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the first one I bought on here was the uh, reconnaissance one. I think that's the yeah. RRN. Um, I, I bought that one because I wanted to have the scanning capability, and they alluded to the fact that this will be able to do uh, handling topography, you know, scanning for things and recording that data. So if you are doing nice. some type of reconnaissance, uh, whether it is to locate um, other homesteads, bases, whatever they are, hopefully the scanning capability will be the way you could do that. And of course that data is valuable to an org or maybe data that you can sell. So I, that was the thing I went with that. As far as I know, does the AA version in chat, maybe you have to help this in case none of us know, does the AA version work of this? I know the turret does. Does the AA version, AA, the yeah. anti-aircraft one, does that one work? Because I've never even put I've mine out. I've never seen anybody ever cut a video with it working. Uh, yeah. LDOC says, says yes. Okay, LDOC, is it working in the sense of uh, it really works like well, or is it working like the ballista working? Is it like, you know, is it, does it really work? Okay, Jade says, yeah, it works. Okay, I've weirdly enough, I've never seen any videos with anybody ever shooting down aircraft yeah. with one. So maybe I'll have to go in and uh, they're size ones, okay. Pea shooters, they don't do much. Okay. All right, so that is good to know. Okay. 
So are they supposed to shoot down the X ones? <laughs> like, well, I mean, I, I, yeah. I get the knocks. I mean, in the uh, in the in the advertising, they show them using it as an AA, as an anti aircraft weapon. So that's the reason why I was asking. You know, I've seen people use a whole lot of things to, you know, the rail gun, a whole bunch take out ships. I've never seen anybody use one of the tumbrels to do it, and that's why I was kind of curious as to whether or not it was actually I mean, working. Between this or the rollers, I would get like a roller with, with some with turrets on it instead, but I don't know. Well, like, I mean, well, well, here's the deal, right? I mean, if you're out on patrol, like if you're on at a base, right, and, you know, somebody's flying in and you've got a couple of those, I mean, let's, I'm just picking a scenario. You got a C2 and you drop off some of these vehicles around an area where you've got some people doing some stuff. I mean, these guys could be hidden by the rocks and anybody who's coming into land gets nailed by one of these things. If the missile, now what Chad is saying is that the missiles suck. They're saying that they don't do squat, okay? <laughs> so I don't know if that's because of the type of missiles on or whether you can upgrade it or not. And then see, Envoy says, use a ballista instead, you know? But I, but those are anti-aircraft weapons, supposedly. That's the reason why I'm asking about them versus them being used in ground to ground. Now, if they can be used ground to ground, that, that maybe makes a little bit more sense, you know? But I was just wondering if you guys knew. Okay. Hey, real quick, this, this just, the context of this conversation, uh, it opens up, and hopefully Sig will see this, but it opens up the, the conversation of the the legacy uh, vehicles uh, that we, we run into and that in order to keep it functional or up to date in the sense of where the newer tech is going. Uh, I think modularity opens that narrative to say, okay, with this, this tumbrel, can we attach something like uh, the tech that they're using now, as opposed to a, a push cart, can we attach a cart or trailer that will allow us to drive down the village and load up cargo on it and, and drive it back or mm -hmm. other components that uh, have modularity to change functionality for these types of vehicles? Uh, that would be a thing, a case point for uh, SIG to say, well, we want to keep these vehicles that we have uh, functional and, and useful and that we want people to continue to buy them. So I, I truly believe that modularity going forward, uh, looking at all these vehicles and saying, okay, what are the lowest performers or what are these legacy vehicles? We can apply modularity to it to bring that functional functionality back and that interest back to these mm -hmm. vehicles. Mm -hmm. Good point. Okay. All right, let's check out the next one then. This is going right back to Tumble for another round. Um, again, no video because this is something that's still concept. Um, and this is the uh, the Tumble Rangers. Uh, let me start with Fast Cart this time around. FC, do you own a Ranger? Um, basically a motorcycle. This is, this is one of the few packs that I brought all three of. No, probably only one pack that I that I about all three of. Um, I, I I love the concept. I love the um, the brochure that came with it. The RC is, is red, so it has to go faster. <laughs> um, the, I, and I'm looking at the prices real quick. Uh, according to the site, the Ranger RC is 35. The CV the, the cargo is a touring is 35, and the TR is 40. I turned my TR into a 315P with the with some custom on it, so I, so I only have the the, the the racer and the um and the touring at the moment. But I, I like the concept. I like the wheels. Um, 
I don't have, like I said, I don't, I don't have the, uh, the other tumble, but I, I, it looked, for me, for me, it, it looked to feel better to be on a bicycle than on a full, full wheel, um, that thing, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I know what surprised me when we were at IAE and they had the hologram for this bike. This bike, it's, it's bigger than it looks. Um, it's, I, it, it, it's really, really large. The <laughs> yeah. wheels on it are very, very large. It's almost like a, it's like a chopper wheels. I mean, it's really, really big. Um, Ellen, I'm going to throw a question at you here. What do we see as a purpose for a bike like this, right? When we've got a yellow jacket or a dragonfly or a Knox, what's the point of having this mechanical wheeled vehicle in the game? Is there any real reason to do that? I think in those arguments, it's like in real life, right? We can have people with Lamborghinis and Teslas on the road. We mm -hmm. have people with Pontiac Firebirds on the road. Like mm -hmm. things will persist throughout centuries as they have those, these different brands and manufacturers. So I'm, I'm a fan of seeing all the mechanical wheeled treaded vehicles in addition to the hollow, mm -hmm. uh, the hollow grav lev, you know, like the Nomad mm -hmm. came out and it doesn't touch the ground when it lands you know and they're experimenting with that technology as a game developer too but in terms of like what is the function of a unprotected you know motorcycle that i'm just so worried about it tipping over someone who has braved the tamar rally in mountains <laughs> and mountains flipping yes but as someone who played the 1995 cd of motocross on windows <laughs> 98 and it's like are we popping wheelies how's that working there's i am i don't know I'm about a you. little i'm a little uh, worried about the technology behind it but i think where i see this it's natural setting of like where would people use this the most mm -hmm. if we had an urban environment with roads i could see it if there's you know you can't fly a ship if there's bridges or lots of overhead or other commercial traffic and you know a car might be kind of too big you don't want to get stuck in traffic right you switch to a motorcycle so i, I think if there's an urban environment where people need to get from place to place. That's kind of where I see this, but like, I can't really see it. It's so unprotected. Like I can't see it on the surface somewhere. Okay. But, but the uneven surfaces, it's just prone to tipping. Okay. Kimmy, will there oh be- Oh my what, God, Mastile, Kim, yes. I what a Mastile say, gonna name, oh my God, Akira. That's funny. Kimmy, yeah. uh, will there be biker gangs? I mean, cause, cause and, no, I'm serious because L, LM, LM says something. Yeah, LM said something. Uh, she said that there are things that are put in the game because of different things that people want. In other words, maybe it's not about practicality. Maybe it actually is about aesthetics and people who want the cool factor of riding a bike in town. You know what I mean? Will well, there be well, biker to, gangs? It's vintage, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, to, to LM's point, she, she had me think of when she said that, uh, urban area, and I immediately uh, resonated that to uh, our court, uh, where we eventually we're going to see it, it built out where we can walk around, and you have an urban sprawl. And I would expect suspect that we have some system of roads, uh, especially with the homesteads and apartments that mm -hmm. will be a part of our court. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then to your point, uh, Griff, you 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 brought a, a real good point to that uh, conversation with the fact that. Uh, gangs, hell yeah, we're gonna see gangs. NPC gangs, <laughs> we better. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I want to see that. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, but I was just coming point. Mm -hmm. I just want to say where we're going, we don't need roads. Let's go on, let's go on a tumble. 
Well, see, that's oh. interesting because that's been <laughs> no, that's been a subject because CIG has told us about roads being in the game, and so yeah. it is this dynamic of what will happen, whether it be within the urban landscape. I mean, the wheels for this bike are the they they mentioned that these are identical to the type of wheels that are on the Tumbrel four wheel vehicles, the Cyclones, and these wheels are designed for a variety of different type of terrain to kick in. So I wouldn't be surprised, Kimmy, like you said, a homestead, right? And an NPC biker gang that rolls in. Yeah. I mean, I see some renegade folks that would love yeah. being able to use bikes like this. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where caves, it goes. But compartment, uh, what is that? Compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, you have some, excuse me, you have some gamers, man. Uh, every inch is money to them. When you're talking about being able to store cargo, whatever it is in their ship. Mm -hmm. uh, so the need is there for that type of vehicle where it's narrow. It can get in, you can push it in the corner mm -hmm. and that's more space for them to load more stuff as opposed to actually having a, a Ursa Rover instead. So mm -hmm. they're looking at, well, how does this affect my bottom line? Okay. So yeah, I need that bike. So I have more space to work with and, and move stuff around in my ship that I'm going to travel here, here and there too. So okay, cool. you have those gamers out there like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, let's jump to the next one. And this is another one with just some images here. Um, I'm back. And it's the, uh, yeah, right. No. Uh, let's let's <laughs> start here and let's start out with LM on this, this one. Origin? Uh, yeah, this, yes. yeah, go ahead and oh, talk damn. about this I'm, one. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, LM, give us your thoughts on the G12, your feelings about the Origins version of uh, four-wheel vehicles. I'm excited about it. I did buy the three-pack. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to use one or a couple of them as tokens. I, I kind of want to wait and see until it comes out to see what the use is. And, yeah, we see the pictures there of the, like, lift, or they were on the screen earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so the one thing that the Ursa has over these is, like, we were talking about that that combined area where people can walk in and step and live and the origin g12s just have the seats mm -hmm. in the front the cargo area is separate obviously with the aa it's taken up by the aa for the emp that space is taken up by the emp um, but i'm excited for the compromise of speed and armor uh, a little faster than the ursa but slower uh, than the cyclones um yeah, just, I'm just excited to see what the speed possibilities could be there. And also with the cargo lift, could somebody squat in there and kind of be like a surprise if someone tried to capture one of the <laughs> one of the G12s, you know, if someone was squatting in there with a gun set up? I, I was wondering if we could, you know, the theoretical throw someone in the trunk mm. type of deal. I wonder if that'll work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kimmy, how about you? G12, any thoughts? Do you, do you own one? Yes. Okay. Is that what you want to hear? No, 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 no. Just, just, just wondering if you own one. That's all. That's all. Oh, no, I, I do. Okay. Okay. Which one? Is there any particular it's one? The, it's the black. The black. Okay. And uh, at one point, it was to match up with my um, Cutlass Black until I mm. upgraded that to the Cutlass Blue. So, some point, I may go back and look at the uh, Cutlass Black. But, yeah, that kind of capability, uh, you can fire back at someone, protect yourself. And... Uh, wheelbase it, it it attracted me to that particular vehicle uh, but definitely again going back to lm's point you can actually you know depending on where we're gonna go uh after this year with star citizen when we talk about the the uh planetary tech really building things out literally i can see this in the uh, uh, area 18 
uh, on the street driving back and forth in an urban area uh, with people populated walking across the street like a, uh, just like a, a basic city, a mm-hmm. sci-fi city. And then let's bring up Terra, the same thing. You see these G12s uh, driving all over the street with people, at NPCs and people driving in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? That's a good point. Good point. Best what do you think about the G12? I don't own one. I'm looking at the prices. It's the $60, the base is $60, the R is $60, and the A is $65. The A is the racing and the L is card. No, the A is combat, the R is racing, and the, and the base is just the pay. But, you know, they. I'm looking at the picture. They, look, look at them. They're over-engineered. They're too wide. And the back, the back axle, or whatever you want to call it, looks like they're big. At the slightest contact, who would want one of these? Me, uh, Griff, Tim Sigma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will. Got one, so. yeah, yeah. I, I will. I will say this. Um, I was actually surprised to see this, and I was a little concerned because. Uh, one of the vehicles that we mentioned earlier was that the Lynx was supposed to be another vehicle. And I was a little concerned about whether or not this was going to become that replacement vehicle for it when it first came out. And this is before they told us it was a G12. We just saw the pictures for it. I said, well, maybe that's what they're going to use. Uh, mostly because of the size of it. Um, I, unlike the other vehicles, I, it's hard for me to see this vehicle as being a rough terrain vehicle. Even though in the images, they do show the blue, the blue one, the racer. Uh, like looks like it's on like a muddy area or something like that but because of the design it this has much more of an urban feel to me more than anything or just it just can't be i I wouldn't put this against a tumbrel maybe that's what i'm saying now weirdly enough if i'm remembering correctly somebody tell me if i got this right on the specs one of these vehicles has an EMP in it, if I'm not the mistaken. Racing. The and racing. I think one. like Fastcart was talking earlier with the tumbrel variants, like, well, one is the EMP and one is the racing. And this combines mm-hmm. them both yeah. in the racing G12. Yep, yep, yep. So that was another... Hey, listen to me for once. <laughs> so that was the interesting factor for this one. Uh, I, someone talked about the cool factor of the black. I agree. The the, the black looks amazing. Um, again, yeah, it'll... Mean, uh... Go ahead, Fastcart. Even though I, 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 I gave it crap, I do like the look of it. It's just <laughs> not for me. But it, they, they look sleek, and I, I may get one just to have in my in my um in my hanger to look at. And I, I'm gonna pay um, cash. I'll probably get it you see um for it. But they they do look nice. I, I give it that much. There's and one the fact that you're, you're running around at night with this particular uh this uh, vehicle it, it's pretty good in the sense that it it kind of hides you from things uh and it's you're not as noticed uh from a strategy point of view mm-hmm. well i was looking at also the images that they use for concept for it and and i'm going to get past this one now the, the, is the fact that particularly the, the one with the missiles on it it's in an urban landscape where they're doing that. It's not out in the field somewhere or in combat zone. So that's, again, mm-hmm. why I said this vehicle, I'm really curious to see, you know, where it's going to go. The base, I've got the base, and I, I think I do have the black one. I don't. I didn't buy the racer. Um, but again, you I know, thought, for I some people... I thought you would have got your triple pack. No, no, I don't, I don't, honestly, to be honest with you, I, if, if it's not something, I don't have any racing anything, to be honest with you. I, racing's not my thing, so... Even if it's in a good deal like that, we're almost like you can get it for free. I, I usually just don't get it. So I stay away from it. Okay, let's jump on now. We're going to step from, we've been talking about these uh, bikes and whatnot, but now we're going to move into a different area.
boy. Hmm. I haven't seen this in a while. First time I saw this was today. A good concept for a commercial. Yeah, they do. They do um, good work. Yeah, it is amazing, though, the commercials. I mean, how dare they do that to the Eclipse, though? I love the Eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> Flip the eclipse. Your targets will never know what hit them. The Ballista from Anvil. Mm. Rise above. Okay, let's uh, do some talking about that thing. The Ballista's been out for a little while now, and when it first came out, people were really excited about it. They jumped in it and wanted to go out and do all this great stuff with it. Um, it works sometimes. <laughs> uh, have, any, have any of you all, uh, Kimmy, have you been in a Ballista? Have you ever taken one out and used it? Yes, I have. Okay, yes, what, I, what was your experience with it? Uh, it was... A little touch and go with the functionality, um, but I see what they're attempting and what they're going after as far as this uh, vehicle. Um, it's it's military specific though. Um, definitely, uh, it's you want to use that in an org, and if there's a thing where you're providing security against piracy, NPCs, or whatnot, I think when you're coming in um, with this particular vehicle, you're coming in with numbers. And um, you're really pushing back hard against something that maybe has uh, set itself uh, in a, a certain location, and, and and there's an escalation or buildup to to mitigate that that blockade or that bottleneck or whatever it is. And so I think you're called upon with this this type of vehicle to just break it down and just like eliminate it, flatline it. So things can keep moving like uh, the economy system. So I would see where you would have an attempt uh, of people amassed to see if they can lock down areas uh, doing crazy things. And so mm -hmm. this would be the result of why they would commission someone with this type of vehicle mm -hmm. to go in and, and break up the madness. Okay. FC, what about you? You ever been in one of these ballistas before? I have not. I was just looking on the website for the prices. There are three variants. Mm -hmm. The base is now 140. The base, the Snowblind, and the Doomstalker. I guess they're all different skins. It's just the skins. Yeah, just the skin difference. That's it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let so me they're ask. All 140. So is this that's something? A, that's a lot of money for a ground vehicle, but hey. For what it does, it's, uh, it's, uh, some, some people think it's worth it, and that's fine, yeah. but it, it's not for me. Well, since you've, since you've got the specs up for it, I don't know if, if anybody has the specs, but if I'm remembering correctly, I think this has size 7, two size 7s, and if somebody correct me in chat if I'm wrong, because there's, there's like four or five smaller missiles on there, and then there's like two big ones. They're either size 5s and size 3s, or size 7s and 4s. Does anybody remember what it is? I'm looking at now. Admiral Kustanagi says the rest are size 5s, yeah. Um, okay. And so, uh, let me ask you, LM, to Kimmy's point, uh, can you see organizations, once we start having places like uh, homesteads or bases, people are building bases, uh, will, do you think orgs will actually have people who literally just 
you know, part of their tour of duty is to sit in one of these suckers and kind of keep an eye on the skies? Or is it just strictly going to be something that people just break out for combat reasons and otherwise they'll be parked? I mean, will they have more functionality than just combat or is it part of the routine of playing the game? I can only see this as an orgs like Overwatch type of type of deal to Kemi's point, mostly because of the barriers to entry to get it anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, the only time the only time I've ever experienced the ballista was, I believe, at Invictus in the little uh, the showroom hall where you could walk around it. I just all I remember is like, whoa, this thing is really big. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for now, you know, in game, I think you can only summon it at like one place, right? Like the Microtech pad. There's mm -hmm. there was like a bug or something. I know there were some issues like not a lot of people have been in one or seen one because it's not easy to get up and then do you have a ship that's big enough to put it somewhere right I don't think a lot of people have really experienced it and and then of course after that step like tested it out I mean but it's beefy with those sizes of missiles that that packs a punch mm -hmm. it's just I think it's kind of hard to get it where it needs to be yeah. unless you're in an org that's right. about the only circumstance Admiral Kusanagi gave oh, us the right. specs. Admiral Kusanagi gave us the specs here: eight size fives and two size sevens. So that it does pack a lot of power, honestly. Um, that that's pretty serious. I know Colossal. Colossal. <laughs> I don't know if you're in chat or not, but Colossal went out and did a test with this thing one time, and I forget what the range was supposed to be, but he told me they popped somebody at ten or twenty. Tw it was either ten, fifteen, or twenty kilometers out. It was some extreme distance. That this thing took an aircraft out at um and to xkyt uh xkite's point um for these next two vehicles that we're talking about i think that to your mentioning lm that once the c2 and the m2 come out that's when we will start seeing these vehicles roll out and we're going to talk about what, what's going to be the impact of that in game once because you're right without those ships the, the mobility and bringing these out is a whole nother factor we're going to say fc <laughs> I just want to say, can you imagine the cost of reloading the ammo on this thing? Oh, yeah. That's going to be another factor. I mean, we've been talking about this for weeks now, operational costs on stuff. Right now, it's not a big deal to just go back and spawn stuff. But eventually, when the real prices come out for a size 7, you know, when you push that button, mm. you better make sure that you're ready to hit something for real. You know, you're not going to be just spamming these missiles. Not not at all. You're going to say, Kimmy? I'm going to have to put my ammo on layaway or something. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that it'll pull in the the the, the thirsty dogfighting PVPers who want to just fight something. So <laughs> they, it, that might be a match made in heaven. Yeah, it <laughs> might those be those two entities. It might be, and I yeah, and, and when again when we, when we get past this next session, we'll start talking about what is the real impact of it. But uh, pardon the expression. Okay, let's take a look at our last vehicle of the night here. So the tumbled Nova. This is our first sort of trip into looking at large military vehicles, land-based vehicles. So this is the heavy tank. It's a really, really big tank. It's bigger than any tanks I think exist right now. This is like a 12 meters long, five meters tall, nine meters wide tank. So this is pretty big. This allows the player to stand upright in the tank. He won't have to, to crouch or to have some weird stance like in the rover or some other vehicles. So this is uh, built by Tumbrel, which is a relatively new company in terms of uh, sort of art style that we've been working with. Uh, and this is like, this is the large uh, battle tank basically. So this is like the size of a small British house. Tumbrel 
uh, apparently has been making tanks, uh, has been making, well, military a long time ago. We've introduced it with right. a cyclone, and at the time I think we've teased that it did tanks in the past, and this is, well, one of their best designs. This is a super heavy tank. It's really well armed, really well protected as well, and yeah, it's obviously good against other ground vehicles, but also made to be able to defend itself against spaceships if needed. We got three different weapons on the Nova tank. We got a big ballistic cannon at the front, like most tanks, where basically you can't fire. It's made for ground vehicles because it will be probably too slow to track spaceships and stuff like this. We got two laser repeaters, which is basically the same loadout that the Lanzar over our most turrets or stuff like this. And then we got a new kind of missiles that is on the tank and that is made to defend itself against the, shi the ships. It has also some countermeasures, but this is more like if you get a missile alert from a, from a spaceship, you can defend yourself against this. But yeah, this is just basic defense. And it's sort of a modular, you know, modular construction. So we're going to be able to swap out the main turret for different abilities. The modularity mainly is in just the two sections. So you've got the main turret and then the body. Um, so the body is a sort of the main rolling chassis. And we can, we can swap that out. You know, maybe that you have two huge rail guns, maybe you've got anti-aircraft, maybe it's like a, you know, just a whole salvo of missiles. Um, I guess that's to be that's to be sort of worked on and figured out as part of the whole gameplay experience. In, and in terms of construction, um, you know, it's quite, you know, there are there are similarities with the buggy, you know, with the um, with the cyclone. You know, the cyclone was the first of the tumble vehicles, and that one had a very sort of signature, um, f sort of exoskeleton almost, like you had a you had a framework that was very visible that ran around and then everything was sort of bolted onto it. Obviously with a tank, you you want it to be heavy, you want it to feel robust. Um, so that frame isn't visible from the exterior, but it is from I'm the interior. So, you, there are, so a lot of the sort of line work and uh, design theory is more visible on, on the interior. So again, it's got that sort of um, almost modular feeling so like if you wanted to repair it you could just sort of you could just swap parts out and bolt them back in. The exterior is a bit special we wanted to show that well this is an heavy tank so it have a big armor plate the turret is separated from the body so the gunner is not going inside the turret like in some tanks that we we know actually the, the gunner might be close to the turret this is not the case here the gunner is in a separate room this that is under the turret but not linked to the turret. Uh, at the front there's a driver and a gunner or well that works on other systems. There is enough space inside to take care of the components like if a component starts to overheat or whatever you can repair it or change it while you're inside the tank. There is um, an ex external door uh, that is at the rear. You got a mini ramp and basically a door. This is a relatively easy entry point. This is not like tanks where you have to go from the top or this kind of stuff. On the side of the tank there's also side skirts, protection side skirts that will be linked to suspension. So if you move the side skirt obviously won't stay at the same position. It will move, it will rise up with the, the suspension of the tracks. We haven't gone wild with this. Um, it's more of a natural progression. Tumble isn't a wild manufacturer. 
Uh, so we've sort of tried to keep it in fiction. And so, it, you know, you look at it, it you know, it's, uh, it is pretty solid, but it's not, you know, it's not full of trinkets. It's, you know, it hasn't got uh, reactive armor plastered all over the side. This thing has a shield. So we don't, you know, we don't need to worry about that. Uh, you know, it has got, obviously, uh, in terms of its construction, it looks solid, weighty, like it could take a hit, even if your shield goes down. But beyond that, it, you know, it's relatively straight, you know, it's relatively straightforward, I guess. You know, um, it's got um, countermeasures, you know, it's got some um, anti-personnel guns on it. It's got this main, it's got its main barrel, which I think is an S4. Um, and then um, some, uh, like a salvo of missiles, basically for aircraft, etc. And that's and that's pretty much it. I mean, I think that's that's going to give you a good, you know, a good sh shot at staying alive. And if there's a few of you in these things, then you know it should be pretty imposing. You know, I'm sort of looking forward to the day when players are playing the game and you're on one of the moons or one of the planets, and you're sort of looking at the horizon, and then this whole battalion sort of starts creeping over. I think that's going to be, you know, that's kind of like a classic World War II moment, isn't it? You know, sort of, uh, sort of Sahara-based um, kind of thing. I mean, I mean, it's going to happen in all sorts of worlds, isn't it? You know, different, you know, you're going to have cold moons, you're going to have Sahara, sandy deserts, you're going to, I guess, you know, ultimately in the future, we're going to have foliage and all Thank that. Thank you, Matt uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be um, it's gonna be pretty cool. Every kind of player. Mustaves, awesome. Well, this, this is a mustave. Uh, in in a game, if you can't make a tank, obviously, you need to make a point a, a tank at some point. Uh, and many players want a tank, but I think many developers wanted a tank as well. So we're really happy and really excited about working on a tank uh, because. Yeah, this is, this is not like a simple rover or a cyclone or a bike or whatever this is where you've got a big tank, big protection, big guns. <laughs> so, uh, and hopefully, hopefully we will get big explosions from that as well. <laughs> Inspiration wise, um, obviously we've, you know, we're pulling from uh, the tumbrel work that we did on the cyclone and continuing to push on that. I mean, I've said it again, it, for me, it's always the time, you know, it's the timelines that are tricky. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that you, that you want to cover and you want to try and figure out. You don't necessarily have all the time. So, you know, that's why I sort of see this as our sort of, you know, entry into this side of things and we'll, and we'll continue pushing it. We'll continue pushing materials and sort of working on that tumble manufacturer influence. Um, and, you know, in terms of real-world reference, uh, that's the beauty of the internet, right? In terms of, you know, there's no shortage of information on tanks, APCs, futuristic, um, old-school stuff. And it's just sort of picking, picking what works best for Star Citizen in terms of uh, our influences. And then sort of, okay, well, that, that's cool, but how do, we, how do we advance that? How do we move it forward? How do we, how do we make this tank look like it's not built? in five years time people still want it you know people everybody knows what a tank should look like you know so it's kind of you know you're always you know always treading that line of sort of um providing what people want to see in terms of traditional sense and then i think you know if if we want to do the wilder stuff that's when we, you know we start using other manufacturers 
that's you know that's when we can really sort of start pushing it out of the bounds of what people expect a tank to be. Uh, I, I really like tanks, so uh, I'm really happy to be on the first tank of the game. Uh, so this is a super heavy tank. I think if we make other tanks later on, it will probably be smaller after that and probably closer to what we have where you don't really have a real interior to the tank you get from the top, you get inside and you're on your seat. Whereas this one is a really big tank you get inside, you walk inside, you can change the components, you can go see if the other crew member is fine or just open the door on fire through the door, this kind of stuff. So yeah, this is not your usual kind of tank in games and this is not your usual kind of tank that you could see in real life as well unless you, you are talking about some crazy prototypes that never came out or whatever. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is really cool. And, um, the, name, the name is nice as well, uh, Tumbril Nova. So I, I think we got some really interesting lore about the tank as well. We get some proper ground vehicles on that. The tank is coming this soon into the game. Uh, this would be really, really nice for every kind of situation, as I said, like if you want to attack a base or if you want to, to do a surprise to some players or defend yourself against ships, this would be really nice. Like there's every kind of situation that has be, been planned outside of yourself falling from space or going into the water or this kind of stuff. So pretty much now we're at the point where um, we're wrapping up concept art which I always really enjoy and I think you know we're sort of really pushing on sort of sort of stories that we're trying to tell in in our promotional images these days we've sort of leveled up in the last sort of six months I would say you know we'll go back through design make sure that we've we have hit all the beats and then with any feedback from the community we can tackle and then um, hopefully it'll be a seamless experience. Okay, so LM, Paul says that this thing is the size of a small house. <laughs> what do you think about that in the sense of, you know, that vehicle being so large? Um, it is a three-person unit. Um, what do you think about that as far as it, uh, bringing them bringing this into the game now? This is probably the largest four-wheel vehicle that we have, probably. It's bigger than a ballista. And obviously the community has passion for it. So I think we'll see it a lot more than the ballista, at least this first iteration, but we have yet to see the cost of operation. It looks very expensive. But the thing I'm most excited about is I hope it necessitates three person. Like in a traditional tank operation, you have someone who is kind of like the, in the high chair, you know, mm -hmm. the captain director of the tank and right. someone is saying, hey, you move it, you move the gun. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that they make that a necessity to to have that type of gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, Cause yeah. that would just be neat. Yeah. Um, instead of just, you know, one person trying to run an entire, you know, artillery machine, like that's right. not, viable that's and, and that's not what it's meant for mm -hmm. it's not a so star citizen's not a single player game so i, I hope to see and I, I hope to see tank brigades mm -hmm. seriously defending a place like that would be terrifying 
mm-hmm. as a as a dogfighter. Like that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so I hope it adds those elements in there. Okay. Let me give a shout out to nineteen John seventy six. John, I saw you when you came in earlier. Please forgive me for not saying thank you for the follow. We appreciate that. And Mad Style, you gave us two more bits. So there's a total of a thousand bits uh, on top of what you gave earlier, the six hundred. So as always, Mad Style. Thank you for the uh, for the bits as always, uh, Kimmy. Uh, LM kind of led into what I was going to ask was I, was I going to present to you is that fact that this is actually a multi crewed vehicle. It, if you look at the layout, you look at the brochure on it. It is designed yeah. to have a driver. It is designed to have somebody else who's aiming that main cannon. And as was mentioned, <laughs> Matt style. Oh my God, Matt Style! Thank you for another awesome. five hundred bits. Matt, Matt Style is helping pay for that endeavor, y'all. I want you to know that that he is truly helping pay for the endeavor. Um, He's awesome. So, Kimmy, they they mentioned the lo- the loadout on this. There's the main gun, right? Then they mentioned the fact that you've got two laser repeaters, but then they talked about having this missile launcher in the back to help defend against if the tank is being fired upon. Um, yeah. What do you think about that as far as its defensive and, and offensive capability? Yeah, you, you all make great points about the tumble. Uh, the fact that SIG is not just going to have you play like a, the typical tank game, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a, that's a big fan base on those, those, uh, or that kind of uh, uh, gameplay, like the old school Atari the, with the vector graphics. And you're uh, with the uh, tank, and you go further back with the Atari, uh, a tank. Right. <laughs> back you up. know, it, it, it initiated all of that. What that was all He's about. Making me feel old. Oh, <laughs> nostalgic. Nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it. it. But yeah, it's that compelling gameplay. And uh, Love Machine uh, really dissected the fact that, you know, uh, it's not so much that they're stressing that you got to do this, you know, you got to play with someone, but it's so much better and more fulfilling when you play with other players and, and that kind of a randomness and that adventure unfolds. So it's going to be really cool as to, you know, SIG really laying out these details and how we interact and make it work and all key, uh, personnel will be uh essential to make it very successful mm-hmm. so you have that uh that uh that 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 uh connected gameplay with everyone and then how does it translate to your interactions out in the world or the sci-fi world okay. so that's that's going to be a lot of fun because they're not going to hold back on the details mm-hmm. and and us interacting to make it work but i definitely see um you know this being used in some areas going for it like the vand uh the vandal territories they're not sig just doesn't put things out there and they let it sit so mm-hmm. i can see uh operations being you know spearheaded to go to maybe one of the planets and you know all these uh c2s m2s whatnot mm-hmm. unload these tanks and it's and they just go <laughs> at it okay and it, it's going to be some really uh cool things to do like that okay very cool very cool um FC, uh, earlier I was talking about uh, the multiplayer aspect of being able to use these tanks. Um, and I know a lot of people bought them, right? Um, I was all, I was a little bit worried about when people bought them, that were they thinking about the fact that tanks are very rarely, uh, you know, there's, Kimmy mentioned this a few minutes ago, World of Tanks, right? Everybody goes and plays World of Tanks because you could be one person in control of a tank. 
but that's not the way this tank is going to operate. It's not going to be where you're going to be. You can drive it around, but you can't, you know, drive and run into that compartment that's behind you and start doing aiming. And you know, I mean, it'll be kind of <laughs> crazy, right? Um, do you think that um, there will be a little bit of buyer's remorse? Like some people may actually, you know, because they can't do that one man, one woman kind of fighting that they'll say, oh man, I thought I could use this thing by, you know, myself and I really can't. Well, if, it, if they're going to have buyer's remorse, if they get it, that's a concept on sale. At least it has LTIs so they can use it as a token to, to buy something more expensive, so. Okay, okay. And but, then... um, uh, other than that, I just want to run some spec, specs first. This is $105. There's only one model, just the base model. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at the um, specs on it. It has 2 by 2 TBC energy repeaters. Four TBC ballistic cannon and two by two missile TBC uh, um, has twelve, mm -hmm. and this is updated as uh, one year ago. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you know, um, real quick, the fact that you know what you said, Griff, uh, I could I could go with that about you know buyer's remorse. Mm -hmm. uh, if this was any other game or community, mm -hmm. but knowing what this community is about game on okay uh game on they're gonna have fun okay uh, this community yeah, is, is something special and and they're not gonna have problems with uh, meeting up interacting and having that fun mm -hmm. uh with other people in and with this particular game and these people that are uh community members okay it's something special about all of this and SIG will make a place for it, like they do everything else they make. Everything has a place, a place for everything in the universe. Mm -hmm. Yes. FC? I just want to say, um, Alan mentioned brigade, the tank brigade. I think, and Griffin mentioned this before, but I think we, we, some people will try to turn this into World of Tank Citizen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say it. But it goes but back my, to my NPCs question. too, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, see, that's but that. I was, but I was going to say that Lannick, right? Lannick mentions here blades for turrets all around, and and yeah. I and I and I know. Here's the thing about blades, guys. And I, you know, Chris talked about blades. Blades will never operate at the level of human person. That's one thing. They're, they're, even, they're, NPCs. They're, they're, even NPCs. So don't get me wrong. It's not it's, you, to have blades is going to be important because let's say you are three people in that tank, and let's say that something happens where one of the people in the tank gets injured or killed. And there's two. Then great to have that blade there that you can replace that person temporarily until you yes. get wherever you're going to go. So they do have a place in the game. But I want to make sure that people don't think that, you know, putting a blade in is the way to say, this is how I'm going to operate my tank. I'm just going to put blades all in and I'm going to drive it around by myself. No. That you're going to, right. it, it, you're, it, the, the, the AI for that against other human players may not be as much as you may think it is. So just be aware, you know, be aware of that because Chris is very particular about us. I think someone, either Kimmy or, or Ellen was mentioning, he's very particular about wanting to have interaction with players, you know, and if this all could be yeah. just an automated game, He's not shooting for that. FC, what were you gonna say? I just have a, a quick question. Like those treads, I do like I do love the treads. It's like old school, look like a regular tank except it's a tank. Mm -hmm. But do you think there will be other vehicles with, with those treads on them in the future? I mean, who knows? I mean, we're, we're, they're nowhere near seeing all we're going to see with vehicles. I mean, even That's before the this show, yeah, before the show, we were talking about the fact that even with theaters of war. Um, this vehicle was not in there when they were doing the testing for it. And we mm -hmm. know that this is included in 3.13. And I was going to mention 
And I'm just asking everybody on the panel, do you guys think we will see a commercial coming up soon for this? Because we know that Nova Tank is to be released within this next quarter. Are we looking for a commercial that's going to kind of help hype this a little bit more when it comes to uh, sales in the game? And XG Host 007, thank you for the follow. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the follow. Don't forget, guys, we're looking for our anniversary next week. We're looking for 1,000 followers. We're at 823, so we only have another 177 to go. So <laughs> if you're yeah, not following know. us, follow, please. Go ahead, FC. I don't know if we're going to get a commercial for it. I mean, I may not specifically for the talk. We may get a generalized commercial for 3.13 as, as a whole. And it might feature it, the, the talk inside the commercial, but not not specifically, especially for the talk itself. Okay, Soltor, thank you for the follow. Thank you for the follow, Soltor. So you don't think there'll be a commercial, huh? You think they're going to miss that window of opportunity to break in another half million dollars? Huh? You think they're going to let it go? <laughs> No, it, it, not that, that. I think it, whether or not they have a commercial or not, it's independent of how much money they'll make. Because people who already who want this thing will get it, regardless of, 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 of a commercial or not, in my opinion. Because, I mean, it's, I think it's so specialized. It has a unique situation or yeah. use, use case that, it, you know, it, 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 it's limited by itself in that, in that matter. So they may decide we're, we're not going to do a commercial for this because it's, it's so limited use. We're going to do a, a generalized one for 3.1. Okay. Well, Zylo, Zylo is here. So, Zylo, we want a commercial for the Tonk. Okay, we're giving you a heads up now. Okay. <laughs> so he said Zylo wants a snowmobile. Snowmobile, to, right. Uh, fast right. Cart's point about the tread. But it, I looked over and saw his comment about that. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. But when uh, FC said that, he made me think about the movie Private Ryan, those uh, amphibious vehicles, you know, and they're Zylo, you listening? We're already talking about vehicles that could float over or float on top of the water. So mm -hmm. imagine that, that type of vehicle, the amphibious vehicle will float. And then when they get to the beach, all of a sudden it's coming out of the water and you see those treads going over terrain. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. So he's talking, uh, basically, he's talking, about the, he's talking about the Wisconsin Ducks, basically, is what you want to have in the game. But okay, that's fine. All right, let's. Uh, we're going to wrap this up because we do want to talk about something else. Uh, this was really great stuff. Um, yeah, go ahead, FC. Real quick, Griffin, before you move on, we did forget one vehicle, and they covered this in the injected past the last ISC. That little, um, not trolley, but the, the dolly oh. thing. That they, yeah, we, so no, we covered it Friday. We covered it Friday. We covered it Friday. <laughs> Friday. Oh, so we did yeah, talk it, about it. It's a vehicle and it's a ground vehicle. No, so it is not a vehicle. It's not power. If you use the tractor beam, it's a trailer. <laughs> And I, and, and I already have 10 segments lined up to push me along. Uh, First of all, push, push me whenever I want to ride. So, hey. It needs, it needs an engine. First of all, you're about to get some people really upset talking about that cart. All right. We had a long 30 exactly. minute We had a 30 minute argument Friday about will wheels be really around 900 years from now? So, I don't even want to get into it. Okay. Oh, we're taking that cart off of your name. You're now, you're, now, you're fast. You're just fast, right? You just take fast. Cart. The cart is gone. You're just fast. Okay. Listen, we want to we wanna move into this next segment because we want to spend some time one of the other good reasons why it's nice to have uh love machine here is to talk about the upcoming race we just got finished with the daymar rally but many of you guys know that they've been already qualifying for another race called the stanton seven where there are seven different locations and they use different vehicles that are in star citizen to accomplish each of the races so let's take a quick look at the trailer for that and uh, then she's going to talk about it just for a hot second okay so here we go
Atmo Esports and the Bad Token Race Club are proud to bring you a championship event like no other. The Stanton 7. This exciting rally circuit pays homage to Earth's classic rally and Formula One traditions, pushing drivers and their teams to their absolute limit across some of the toughest terrains Stanton has to offer. Qualifying teams will push through seven individual races, located across the system from the isolated moons of Crusader to the bustling city centers of Hurston and Microtech. Each race, pilots will control a featured vehicle from the rugged Drake Dragonfly to the lightning-fast Tumbrel Cyclone, navigate perilous terrain and conditions, as well as one another. Racers will face off on Magda, crashing through mountain passes and dusty valleys. Walla, where jutting cliffs and deep craters force pilots to thread the perfect line. And Cleo, where one wrong move means plummeting into a lunar sea. Racers will pick up individual wins across the races, but only the team with the highest overall standings can claim the title of Stanton 7's champion. Signups begin soon. Get your crew together and join us for the Stanton 7. You won't want to miss it. Okay, awesome. Um, L yeah, LM. Yeah, you know what? It I is. hate to say it. These people put out such great content. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's like, wow, this is like really produced really well. LM, why don't you share a little bit about the Stanton 7 for folks who may not have even heard anything about it yet? All right. So for those of you that are familiar with the Daymar Rally, the Daymar Rally is like open to everybody. Come as you are, enter in the divisions, and it is a marathon race across Daymar, right? So the Stanton 7 is a lot different, and this is the first Stanton 7. This is the first year of it. So what it is is a tournament of seven total races they already have the rule book out and it's based on like where you finish for each each race you get points and whoever has the most points is the stand seven champion um so yesterday they had the qualifier because this is limited they are only running 16 teams in this entire tournament uh so yesterday they in, in so many in like different servers they raced 95 teams and paired it down to the top 16 uh and it was it was really brutal it was really fun um our president raced and he he did well but not well enough because there were some teams with some really good times like whoever wins it's obvious it's going to be those who practice these courses a lot uh the courses are all laid out they have maps for them on the uh stand7.com and it is starting march 13th a saturday and every other saturday until it's over that's that's the uh battle rhythm for that um, and they always put on a great show, uh, so it'll definitely be be very interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, fast cards. So you oh. had a question. So thank you. So yeah, uh, uh, CNN. No, I'm kidding. Um, so you said it's a marathon, but how long does it normally take? Oh, the day my rally. Yeah, the day my rally is a marathon. Which depending on if you're in the dragonflies or the Ursa Talk rovers. About this one. So this. It, it the races are all different mm -hmm. so uh, we just did the qualifier which is three laps around daymar's uh there's an art corp mining area one for one which is this 
this mining area that's just raised on a plateau and so the the racing track was just going around the edge of that it was it was okay. pretty pretty complete course that you just do your three laps and they just get your best time so some of these races are also with laps in mind some of them are out and backs one of them is a start you go around the ocean and finish they're very diverse the maps are very interesting and they're not going to be easy they're all going to take different times and as far as as i'm aware for most of these because most of these are lap based they only race one team at a time because they want to ensure maximum performance for all the race teams because they want to get the best performance out of these teams as opposed to the Daymar rally is endurance but this is we want to see these teams perform very well and that's why yesterday the top 16 teams absolutely did that um, the course that was the qualifier has an average of about between 145 and like 230 for a lap and the teams yesterday were getting 135s 137s so the winning the winning uh, qualifying teams were between 137 and 149 only only 12 seconds to spare and the rest of the uh, the other 90 the other 80 teams were getting twos 220 which is solid solid laps but we're going to see some very competitive racers in this mm -hmm. Ellen, what were the vehicles that are this time being used in this particular race? What specific vehicles are they able to use? It's different for each race, but uh, they're listed for each event. So we have Dragonflies, Cyclone RCs, the Knox, and the Grey Cat PTV. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's special about the final race is it's a loop where you, they will incorporate all these ground vehicles. Like you start and you switch. The last race will be intense. It's the Dragonfly, switch to the Cyclone, switch to the Ursa, switch to the Grey Cat. Wow. So I, I put a link for your for your org, the, the record. But if you have a link for the um for the Stanton 7 or Stanton7.com, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just go yeah. to Stanton7.com. Yeah, I'll send it to you, yeah. Because it's part of the Atmo suite of their, their entertainment, their community events. Uh, so they have specialized websites in the Stan 7 one uh, has, has a lot of that information there. All the maps are there and, and notated with the courses. All the, the rule books even out too. I don't know if it's public, but the team's got the rule book with the allocation of points. Um, kind of like a Mario Kart system, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. of, of points. If you're first, you get... 25 second gets 22 and but but whoever practices the most will win he's very how many courses. points is it how many points is, it, is hitting a a, a, a person in, in a wheelchair car car worth <laughs> i don't yeah. oh, oh you're not talking about those kind of points, know, yeah, kind of points. Yeah, okay. yeah that was only back in the day when we were walking around our court but we don't do that anymore <laughs> um but uh Frosty K77, thank you so much for the one month subscription. We appreciate that. And Saltor, thank you for the follow. X Ghost, thank you for the follow as well. If I missed you earlier, 007. Um, I see a question here. Yeah. Uh, Griff, let me try to understand it. Sure. Was the qualifying round one Vic on one track? Why would that hold weight over the other? Victory. Victory. Well, because like we saw yesterday, the, the the qualifying course was not a walk in the park. Like if you look at the top down map, it looks easy, but Daymar is the proving ground for racers for the rest of these. And yes, there's different vehicles involved, but it's kind of the easiest oh. one. It's kind of using the tumble the cycler the cyclone RCs and people's finesse with that because most of the most of the other races involved use the RCs. Like what is it? Three out of four use the RC. Mm -hmm. 
So by probability, you know, you have to show that you're good in the RC anyway. And Daymar is tough. If you couldn't, if you couldn't make that qualifier, you know, you don't deserve to be there. And they proved that it was wow. a very, very difficult course. And you said there were 95 teams that qual- tried to qualify for that. Jeez. Oh yes. That's oh, a lot yes. of folks. Uh, EU and US teams. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, listen, you guys check out Stanton Seven. Um, they've, like I said, they've been qualifying for it. It's going to be really. This is their first year doing it. I mean, we're really excited about anything that's kind of, you know, community driven and the fact that CIG supports it makes it even better. Uh, God only knows what we're going to see in the future, um, but it, it, it sounds really, really exciting. And, well, you know, I tried to watch Daymar uh, from my 890 jump with a few people. I know, I was you in know, your server. You remember that? That's right. Yeah. Yes, I know. Thank you. Thank it's you. Wild. Yeah, but we had a we had a good time at Daymar. So I know Stanton 7 is going to be great. Um Let's try to wrap it all up again. Uh, very quickly, uh, we want to say thank you to LM Love Machine for being our guest this week. Uh, LM, tell again, folks, where they can find you or what org you're with or whatever. Mad Style, oh my God. <laughs> wow, Mad Style. Uh, a thousand bits. Thank oh you, Mad Style. He's closing <laughs> us out on the big way here. Jeez. LM, let some folks know a little bit about you again, where they can find you or your org. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me, Griffin. I am the Recreators kind of public affairs person. Uh, the Recreators are a salvage guild, but we also do dogfighting. We fly and explore. We have a great time just hanging out with each other. Um, we're a rookery of experienced pilots, but we also love to have new people, train people up, get them in our operations. The easiest way to get in touch with us is uh, we have the uh, Recreators uh, Twitch. And uh, if you go to that, we have a Discord link, so you can hop in our bar chat, hang out with us. Uh, we also, uh, FastCart put the link up earlier to our org page. Applications are open. We'd love to have you um we just love to fly have fun have a good time and make our own fun in star citizen okay well we're very very happy to have you admiral i'm sorry i missed your question um i'm trying to scroll back and see what it was that you Uh asked uh every american tank gun to artillery retribution i'm scrolling back brother and i'm not seeing it i see you see it you want us to answer it can you type it again or copy and paste it in real quick and we'll try to answer it i saw what you're saying that you want to have the tank have a horn like the oblivion but covers the nova yeah something about the nova tank i don't know what it was that you put in uh tell him oh check the question sheet i'm sorry buddy we didn't have the that's why we're not seeing it okay okay it's on the question sheet my apologies okay so admiral kusanagi says do you think that the ammo wow it's a long question do you think that the ammo of the Nova tank, since it looks like it's different barrel type, could be the first for ballistic ammo types later is seen in the Perseus, uh, which we've seen in pictures to be ballistic? Yes, to answer the your same? question, to answer your question, uh, Admiral, I remember them talking about this with the Nova. They said that that is ballistic, but they also talked about that it will fire other types of rounds later on. So it won't be just solely that. They write EMP rounds. There'll be some other variables that they're going to fire. Hopefully that's, I'm answering your question now. But they did say that there would be some other stuff that that cannon would be able to fire. But it is ballistic and it is not removable. It'll just be that the ammo will be different but not the actual barrel itself, if you're referring to the main barrel, okay? All right, Kimmy, let folks know where they can find you. Oh man, I'm hanging around Twitch. I'm here all the time. At Kimmy65, you'll find me there. Uh, Come in, hang out. Uh, You'll see my streams there. And I'm here on Soul Citizens, uh, uh, 8 8 p.m. Also, I'll do some of the uh, Friday Night Lives. Uh, it's, it's really late, but it's 
starts around 11:30 Eastern time, but uh, we're hanging out, answering questions, and we uh, encourage people to come in onto the chat and just talk about Star Citizen, whatever you want to talk about, and just bring up the subject, and we'll talk it through just to hang out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Fastcart, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on twitter.com forward slash fast underscore cart. Um, I'm on Tuesday with Miss Hart, the 80s show at 8 p.m. Eastern on the base radio, um, twitch.tv slash the base radio. And that's all 80s show for a couple of hours. And find me here on Friday Night Live. It, uh, it's not late for me because I'm a night owl, so I don't know what Kimmy's talking about, but yeah, it's not late for me. But yeah, Friday Night Live and, and, and yeah, here on, on Sundays. <laughs> And also, I'm on um, Table of Hard um, RPG, Tabletop RPG. They're doing an, um, dark, not, not Dark Ages, but uh, oh, it's just an old school vampire game that I'm, I'm not in on. Oh, I need to talk to yeah, you. Oh, I need to talk to you. Okay. Yeah, vampire, right. vampire, so, the. And, go ahead. Masquerade. Oh, masquerade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, I, I, and when that is over, I'll, I'll be back on the, 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 the normal uh, World of Darkness um, t- um, time. So that's normally on Wednesday, 8 p.m. So check them out for that. Awesome sauce. We want to remind you guys that next week is our first year anniversary, March 7th. And as you know, as we mentioned earlier, we are trying to reach 1,000 followers on Twitch. We are at 824 as of tonight. So we only need another 100 and. 76 get my math right 176 followers so tell your friends tell your family bring your kids next week uh we want folks to be able to follow us and again if we yeah i know you know you already know where that comes from kimmy hide your money hide your kids all right so next week if we hit a thousand followers, we will be giving away a, uh, what did I say we're going to give away? An Endeavor, Endeavor a Misk Endeavor base. Base. base, a base. Yes, absolutely. Make sure we don't, not the master set, not the master set. It'll be a base. And depending on how <laughs> things go, uh, if we don't give that away, we will probably give away a Banu Merchantman. So yeah, I can tell you that's probably what we're going to do. But if we hit a thousand, we're going to do the base and then we're going to do some other stuff too. And hopefully all of our team that you see all those beautiful faces will be here next week to join us. And we'll kind of reminisce and talk about Star Citizen and have fun next week. So again, thank everyone who was here tonight, who hung out with us tonight, all the questions, the lively chat. Thank you for the bits and for the subscriptions and the follows. And we will look forward to seeing you guys um yeah next week sometime right next sunday and don't forget about friday night live we have our friday night show which is our talk show community talk show where you guys get to come on and talk with us you get to actually come in our discord and we get to just chat 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 about star citizen stuff and then as again i said next sunday will be our anniversary show so we are everything but origin i'm i'm topped off on origin discussion okay no more about origin (laughs) (laughs) all right we're going to set up a raid for verity right now so you guys when you get over to see verity make sure you say hi to her give her a shout hang out with her follow her if you're not following her, she's a great streamer and as always we want to tell you guys peace love and soul we'll see you guys real soon take care have a great week